Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. Lately, he's been more just willing to go talk, like not talk, but yeah. just be around people. Interact. He yeah. was always super skittish to me and he just, now we're friends. He's basically the dog version of a cat or the cat version of a dog. Like, however you want to look at it. It's possibly because I brought red meat. Maybe. Did you give him some? But he didn't know that. You don't think he smelled that? I bet he did. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's practically a cat. Like, he's not even aware of things. Cats like red meat. Right, but they're, do cats have a good a nose as a dog? Probably not as good, but That's what I'm I saying. bet it's better than ours. Well, cats that don't pretty take good much. Smell. Cats can smell good. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. so, I don't know, but... I've never seen a cat like I don't know. I, I'm not a cat expert. I don't know nothing about it. I'm I'm allergic to them. I try to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. That's all I know about cats. I've shopped kitties. That's it. Yeah, you got a pile. You have no. I only got two. I'm. I got one named Shop Cat, and the other one's Conway Kitty. Yeah, that's probably Mice the control. best. Yeah. The best cat name I've heard of in a while. Conway Kitty's a good. Yeah. One. You know who comes up with really good names is my buddy Wes. Yeah. Um, my personal favorite that I remember off the top of my head is the for Quillback. He calls them Quilly Nelsons. Quilly Nelson. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. You got anything like that in your back pocket, Rob? Nothing Nothing that cr- clever. I'm not blessed with being able to oh. come up with that shit off the top yeah. of my head. Sh- shit. Yeah, sheepheads are sh- shitheads. Or purple nurples. That's what Kit calls them. I yeah. kind of like that. Camo cats. There's a, there's a flat. That heads. just is kind of cringy, though. Like, there's um, some names for cat. Anytime somebody refers to catfish as kitties, I'm just like a little cringe. I never inside. say kitty. I no, mean, I more, f- more power to people if they want to do it, but it's just not, I, not my a thing. A lot of the walleye nicknames are cringy to me. Like gravel lizard? I don't mind gravel lizard as much as... You like, haven't heard that one? No, that's, I, t- that's eyeballs. terrible. It's bad. I don't like eyeballs. What if... It, eyes. Uh, eyes. Eyes is fine. But I like Walters. Walters. Walters is okay, but... What's the cringiest ones then? Uh, dragons. 
dragons. Huh. That's that's river right. dragons. Yeah. Anything that goes over yeah. the top dramatic yeah. when it comes to fishing, because it's anything but over the top dramatic. Unless it's like just with your friends saying it because it's yeah. so dumb. But you're doing it with the intent of like that is entertainment. Yeah. You know, there, there's got to be that people that are like, oh, yeah, I got some part of dragons on the river. Yeah. Like, part of it's over usage, too. Yeah. It's well, not just. Well, in one. All right. This might be a little. This is getting off the. How do I want to describe it? I'm already nervous about what I'm going to say. <laughs> when people compare fishing or hunting to war, I don't like that. Like I'm going, really? I'm going to battle. I'm not a fan of that. No. Yeah, I'm not either. It's, it's not life or death. That's that's it. Number one. Well, that's it. It is for whatever I'm going after. But. Right. <laughs> You're going to catch them and kill them all, right? When it comes to walleyes, it's hard not to. Because they're so easy to clean. They are the easiest fish. If I'm teaching somebody, it's I'm going to go and catch nothing but 15, 16-inch walleyes. Back. This is how you clean you a fish. You know, a white bass isn't that bad either. Yeah, if you're... No, because they're tough, though. If you got a sharp knife, yeah, a white uh, bass... I'd, electric bad. knife. I'd say electric knife crappie is about as easy as it gets. If they're big, it. otherwise you cut, they're yeah, so you cut easy through, to cut, cut through. through the backbone. Yeah. Like I said, there's n- you can get pretty aggressive with a walleye. Yeah, you can. You, you know, can't. You're, you're not like a white bass, you're not going to break in half yeah, either. Yeah. But Well, and my the annoying one for me is because when I cut the filet and hit the tail, I want to leave that attached so I can flip it over and cut the meat off. And the, one of the most annoying things when you're cleaning fish is when you cut through the tail. Although I've been doing that more, I guess, recently. I do it all the time with walleyes. It never bugs me. Really? I guess I'm, I have a process that I do, and part of it is just getting everything off the carcass. Okay, now i got the stack of fillets that still needs to be skinned. Skinned and bone. And, yeah, well, I Cage. usually go around the rib cage. Oh, so, you top so down. All and I have is, yeah, I just have the Y bones left. Then, yeah, I guess you wouldn't want to leave the. If you're yeah. going over the top, you wouldn't want to leave the tail. Yeah, I, I, I ditch it all, and then, like when we're up at Lake of the Woods, we got to leave skin on when we yeah, transport them. Transport. So I just leave them like that, and I'll take care of the rest when I get home, and I'll zip them, and it's a done deal. I filleted a bunch of channel cats one time and left the skin on and was in a hurry like i always am but didn't prioritize taking the skin off and just threw them in water in the fridge bad yeah you want to talk about a greasy nasty soup <laughs> that was in there because was that, that just a film or oh, like yeah. a layer on it top? was a it was yeah it wasn't a film it was a layer of grease on top they're the greasiest grimiest fish well paddlefish might give them a run for their money but paddlefish are pretty greasy yeah have you guys eaten paddlefish? Absolutely. Yeah, we've eaten it together. Yeah. Well, I knew. I guess I was referring I've, more I've towards the down south, and but there's got to be people that go down there and c- catch them and don't eat them. I yeah, but Missouri though, sure you have do, to keep them. You do you have to keep them if it's a legal fish? Remember, yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's why I asked. No, yeah, because that's why you said I, we're like we're done because we're like we didn't. I'm like we didn't want anymore. Right. That's why you did. You're like, I don't want to take one, so you didn't catch one. Yeah. That's, well, and it was getting dark. Yeah. That's the that's the problem. It's like, it's like keeping a giant flathead. You're so much meat. Like, what am I going to do with all? Yeah, this? but at least a flathead's good. Yeah. See, uh, I, I guess I didn't. I got all that red meat out, and I thought it was I did really too. good. But did you? It's 
I liked it before it was frozen. That one actually. Yeah, yeah. Once it's frozen, it tastes terrible. It's not terrible. It's still uh, edible. It was not as good. So I and I had a story. So I I always do fish fries for the neighborhood. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's always walleye, almost hundred percent walleye every time. That's the only fish I keep. Sure. We went and did this paddlefish trip, and we ate it fresh. It was phenomenal. It's pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I like the way it. we did, did it. We, we made it, or, it. It was or it grill was, it. I mean, uh, we tried grilled and we fried it, and both yeah. were really good. And so I saved some. Had this neighborhood fish fry, mm-hmm. and I, I ate crow like it was unbelievable <laughs> in front of like, all my neighbors. I was like, "Oh, this is so good!" And everybody's kind of, and I like tried it. It's like, yeah. It's was everybody awful. trying to be nice about it, no, or were they just no, like, no, "This like, sucks"? I had now. a whole bunch of walleye, and I told them, "Bear with me," because I had, a, I was like, "Trust me, there's, I got walleye too." And, mm-hmm. and eventually, like, when's the walleye coming? Out? <laughs> you like, mixed right, it I, up. You always cook the no, good fish I did not first. That way, when everybody gets drunk, then they eat the shittier fish. Mm. That's how you do it. And then they don't really care. I so, mean, so systematic. My, my, yeah. yeah, you always cook the best fish first. My, my theory was when they're really, really hungry, they'll, they'll tough it out. No. Well, that's also a theory, too. But actually, there, that wasn't not the theory anyway. The theory was they were both going to be awesome and they were going to smash all of it. Right. It just, I didn't realize it when you froze it. It's, it, it wasn't as it good. It takes such a hit compared to my, other fish. My buddy Caleb swear he froze some, some and it came out good, though. And he's, I, I trust his opinion. Like, he's not the type of guy that would, like, eat... This so is m- mediocre. Let me describe my viewpoints of Spoonbill. And I've had it fresh. I've had it frozen. I've had it grilled. I've had it fried. The overarching theme is I will eat it. It's not a fish where I, if somebody were to prepare Spoonbill for me, I'm not going to say I'm not eating that. But of all the fish that I will eat, um, it's it's at the very bottom of my list, fresh or frozen. Like, I didn't think there was that much of a difference between the fresh and frozen spoonbill that I had, and it probably comes down to maybe how it was froze. I have no idea. I just... I mean, mine, I was... I took care of it, you know, and that was... It was cold water caught fish. Mm-hmm. But they the all time. are from yeah, Missouri. Yeah, true, but... So it was cold the whole time, ice all the way home, mm-hmm. and then vacuum-packed and froze you know, instant, you know. And that's the spoonbill that I had. And I'm sure you, yeah, you we, preserved oh, yeah, it we, the yeah, same way. Yeah, Caleb was with me. We, we bled them out, and we made sure all the red, greasy yep. stuff, like, got everything. And Did you good. pull the spinal cord out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then yeah. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, there's no bones, so that's one nice thing about them. Yes. So There's consensus. a lot of meat on one. Oh, it's like, unbelievable. Compared- got, we had one that was... I think like a little over sixty pounds, and it was yeah, it's a ton of meat. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they dress out probably best of any freshwater fish I know of, or a flathead. Flathead's up there too. Yeah. All right, I'm here with the Sam Squatch, and then Rob. The uh, what? What did you say your cringy nickname was that your dad announces you as? My dad, he the Walleye Whisper. No, it wasn't your dad. It was no, you, you're the one. Who, you're the one who has the cringy <laughs> nickname for the, me. I'm here with Rob, the Walleye Whisperer Griffith. <laughs> My dad just overhypes me. That's is, all. Is that cringy enough? That's cringy when no. you, when you know the truth. Yeah, <laughs> you catch more walleyes than I do. I gauged the uh, so I when we fish for them more than you do. Right, too. but when me and you go walleye fishing, 
if I catch more than you, which I don't know if it ever has, if I ever have, maybe as many. If if I I think there's been a time where I've caught as many. There was a little victory in my mind because I'm like I'm getting better at this. It was like a push at blackjack. You're like it's still a win. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it, like I didn't lose. And, and it's not even a competition thing. It's more of a a, a judgment of what quality of a walleye angler i am so if i'm hanging like in the same level as you makes me feel it's good a bar, it's a bar you set yeah 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 that's fair yeah so we got uh, a lot of things to talk about we uh the first one is this is videotaped for the first time ever no, and it's we, actually we tried well it's actually going to be a video because if ryan can't pull it off I'll make sure it becomes a video. Is it going to be the most quality video in the world with the bathroom light on in the background and washing out some of our lighting? Probably not as much. Yeah. But uh, you know what would be cool? The reflection some ta- some of the taxidermy bush. in the background. It's in the garage. Where is it? It's, it's the, one mounted fish. My one mounted that, fish that is ba- in the garage. That bass is legendary. It'll be here. That's that's a perfect spot for it right there. I'm kind of jealous of that bass, honestly. <laughs> Why? Just because it's like nostalgia. It, it's pure nostalgia. It's not even that big. It's beat to shit. It's how many times has it been moved? Like oh, at least ten or twelve times. Yeah, they don't move well. No, and it's been dropped. Oh yeah. Not just wind moving, but also other times it's fallen off the wall, and I'd say it's still kicking. But you know, it's it's a mount. They don't do that anymore. It's true. So I I have cringy jokes and cringy nicknames. Mounts. We're, we're going to dive into a pretty pretty touchy topic, just just for fun, to start shoot, it off let's with. Go shoot. You guys ready? Hit it heavy right away. Let's get it over uh, with. Outdoors and social media. We, we, we talked about this earlier, but yeah. do you think that there are people out there who are making YouTube videos either in the hunting or fishing realm strictly to make money they don't even like it that much? No, you gotta like it. Wow. I don't know if they like the video in part, but the hunting or fishing part, they gotta like it. Otherwise, you wouldn't. Agreed, one hundred percent. There, but there's I mean, lot, all kinds of people who do side hustles they don't like just because it makes money. Like, what if you were? Yeah, I, I get what you're, you're saying. Do there. I want to go down this rabbit? I just don't. I think there's too much. That's there's too many other ways. Unenjoyable for someone who doesn't like. When I, I people I know, like for instance, my wife does not like to go general hunting or fishing yeah so sitting in and freezing her ass off in a deer stand or having you know walleye fishing lots of times we do it in chilly weather Mm -hmm. that is not our but you're assuming that everyone is she would not there's 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 it would have to be a lot of money for her to yeah that's what i'm saying it's probably not that much you know like but you're assuming that every every instance is no let me tell you what you're assuming oh (laughs) let me tell you you uh you're assuming that like these people are all doing this in shitty weather at least that's your you're presenting that example what about the chick in the bikini like fish in the flats down in the keys who can get eight bajillion instagram followers and then pull some sponsorships from a big audience i would say that's a lot different because she's down in some tropical but it's still fishing it's i'm guessing she could probably do the same thing just being like going to the gym and working out she's as hot as you say but that's not the question but playing devil's devil's advocate 
I think that's something my wife who does not like the type of fishing and hunting I do mm-hmm. would probably do that. Would be would gravitate more towards it's warm. That. It's not dirty. We're on a boat. It's so she'd the, be having a tropical fun. area. She'd be having we fun come in, doing. We it? come in and then we're going to go to some really nice restaurant. We're going to have cocktail. You know, like so. Therefore, she'd be having fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're it's different. They're it's right back to work. So, so they're having yeah. fun. Yes, so that's why they're doing. Yes it. and no, though. Like, okay, they're having fun in that instance, but are they having fun because they really love fishing, or are they having fun because they're on a boat? The weather's nice, and they get to that's go because, have drinks afterwards. Because there's gotta, a difference between that. My, I'd do a lot of things. Like for money, if it was like, I do a lot. Where, of shady where are we things. going with this? It, it, it's all about how much money is it? Okay. Is it, are I they mean, really, are they making multi millions a how, year? How much would it cost for you to eat a live shad, a six inch live shad? Probably not as much. As you <laughs> well, you're putting the dollar bill <laughs> on know, it for a thousand out there. I'd probably do it. You do it for a grand? Probably. Oh man, I got What's, two. I got two in my pocket because we're going to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Get the, get the I, fresh live I, I might. I'd probably do it for a thousand bucks. Yes. What's the worst? Like it's okay, not so like it's an old rock. I got. I got to know the like stipulate. Like one. I got to like swallow the, every last yeah. morsel. Yeah, there can't be nothing left. No and it slime. It makes for a good story. Boy, I don't know, man. I, this one time I'm I not, ate a I'm shad not, for. A I'm thousand. not sure I could get it down. Like it's fresh. So fresh, it's I don't alive. Think it would matter. See, I would also because you'd have to take bites out of a six incher. Yeah, that's yeah. why I said six incher because yeah. you can't just down the hatch. Assuming I could get it down without instant reversal for a thousand bucks, I'd do that. I, I don't think it'd be that bad. It not, be not, good, it's not that I need the money, but like thousand bucks, you're gonna give me a thousand bucks, and I just got to get get this down. And, uh, I'd try anyway. Yeah, I ate a bouncy ball one time for like twenty bucks. You ate a bouncy ball? Yeah. Somebody bet me I wouldn't do it. A hole? I bit it in half. Oh. And then they everybody started freaking out after I bit it in half and ate half of it. And then they... I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? You could have intestinal blockage? We'll get that out. It, what, <laughs> you it, could, you it could might have still to, be in me. I don't know. You have to it was go, in college. You have to go through surgery? Actually, I think they paid for my meal and I got cash. It was probably more than 20 bucks. But. Oh. Totally worth it. Wasn't it wasn't totally worth I'm like, what's, what's the worst that can happen? All right. It didn't feel good going down, I'll tell you that, though. So what's what's your general thoughts, though, on outdoors and social media? I think it's... There's good and bad. There's what, the, what, let's go straight to the go good, to, because the, the good. bad is easy. What do you think the is good, good The good is it? It, it's... it's keeping people in in the outdoors it's it's you spreading think that's them. what's keeping people in the outdoors no but it's it's part of it's it helps people participate in these things I see think. i go back and forth on that because i think awareness is powerful you know don't get me wrong but how many people are coming into the, the outdoors because of social media and how many people are coming in and staying once they've been in there i bet it's not that many you don't think so i don't I think there's. I think there's some. There's, there's a lot some. of posers. Well, well and then we were just talking about that. Like, but I'm talking like not the people. And yeah, there are some. I think on like the social media, you know, with the YouTube channels, all that stuff, that kind of seem kind of posery. But it could be as simple as you, for example, and what you've produced on social media, your YouTube channel. Okay. Educational for a lot of guys. Yeah, it's not directly educational. It, 
you say that, but for for a lot of people, that's how they're viewing it. Sure, you can, a lot of kids you can, that talk. Doesn't to matter what it. your intent is, what they're getting out of it. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm watching where this the type of areas this guy's fishing in, and and the baits he's using, and tactics he's doing, and and other little things that you do. And yeah. good that for guy, that that guy learns most something. Most of the kids that talk to me, and maybe he he's already been doing it, but he learns some more things and encourages the next guy to to get yeah. into it. There, there's a lot of different. That's just one example, but the whole but point that, is, is I think there is a lot of people that have been encouraged to get into it, and, and maybe not necessarily what you're doing too, but uh, like bow hunting, I think is one that. Oh, I shot a deer. I, I can tell you right now, I had no one that that encouraged me to like buy a bow and everything it was i i shot a deer with a shotgun i loved it okay what's all this bow hunting about mm -hmm. i learned how to bow hunt a lot of you know understanding but how it's, it's different the current day hunting show or fishing show so there is that aspect of it don't Absolutely. get me wrong you yeah. mean the youtube yeah, yeah. But the point I was going to drive at was, sure, there's this certain amount of influence, but at the end of the day, it's an actual physical individual who tends to bring more people in to the outdoors than a show. Like if They're attracted to you, is what you're saying. What? Like the people are attracted to you, like your presence. Maybe. No, no, I'm, no. I was trying to gauge. I'm not saying just you, but. I mean, like, I'm, I like to think I'm yeah, attractive. Yeah, you are attractive, man. But, yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, the personality, not just it's this show, you know. It's river certified, but you are river certified, you know. No, what, what I was getting at was let's say you take a kid fishing. Okay. That's so much more influential oh, than some Agreed. rando YouTube mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Or whatever. But for sure. Some kids don't have somebody and they can learn stuff watching YouTube stuff. They can't. But that takes a kid who's already got a special interest it, yeah. in it. You know, like yeah. but it's not just you're into it, but what level of participation? How much that's if we're gonna talk about like the more times you're going, you're spending more money, you're buying more things, you're using more resources whatever that is you're you're go, going out and and you're going over to other states and buying licenses yeah that's that's the part i'm talking about too sure. it's not necessarily just oh i'm i'm a fisherman like there's different levels of i'm a fisherman oh right? absolutely so like that's a big part of it everybody sitting here is a different i think that's level. a and that's what i'm saying that's a i think that's a positive thing to I guess you could look at it as a negative thing. Like, oh, now we have more people too, right? Well, and then and I guess... I, that's a huge sticking point with me. I would say that YouTube impacts people who already fish more than people who don't fish. Yeah. I would say the I people who already fish are going to fish more and harder and branch out more and probably spend more money in the grand scheme of things versus bringing brand new people who've never mm -hmm. fished or hunted before into it. Without a doubt. Because the, the barrier of entry, like once you're in, once you've done it, mm -hmm. you feel comfortable and you and it is way different than yeah. going for the first time. And to my point is if they branch out and get better and better, they're more likely to bring other people into it. Sure. Because they're good at it. Like we, you and I talked about. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, you got a boat. Now all of a sudden everybody wants to go fishing with you. Mm -hmm. You post a bunch of fish pictures on it's I, I get it too. Mm -hmm. There's people that you're just stone cold. People like, want to stay out. 
just, yeah, just just keep your distance. But it's it's a hundred percent fact. People know you're successful at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know how to catch flatheads. Yeah, they want to freak out. Oh, man, I, I I've gone all like yeah. Yeah, let let me try that. Take me with you. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? I don't know. Like when you're talking. I mean, you can't talk to me about social media because I don't have any. <laughs> so, but you but, talk to me about social media all the time, well, yeah. which is kind of so ironic. What you're saying is you're really, really I always give you a hard time about it. Right. But, yeah. No, I understand. It's a big, I mean, it's the biggest thing around now. Yeah, I mean, I would still argue TV's a little bigger for the moment. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's for the moment. You know, the, the future is internet only. S- of some yeah which is still i mean it's like your tv how often is it not internet connected i don't have cable yeah yeah exactly but i'm also an anomaly in that way Mm. too like i don't even have a streaming service other than amazon prime and the only reason i have that is because of amazon prime right yeah i get it yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah it's there's just so many layers to i mean it's a it's a big question. Yeah. I mean, there's a million layers and different ways you can go with it. Well, and that's the only reason I brought it yeah, up. Yeah, it's a good, good question. It's been brought up before, but it's it's worth multiple discussions, oh, yeah. I think. So what about, say, like spot burning? What constitutes social media spot burning? Because that's different from person to person. It depends, because most of the guys, like a lot of your videos... I can usually tell. I have a pretty good idea where you're at, mm-hmm. at least what river or you know stretch. What I, you but know that's what I find I've the been most, around a lot. You know what I find the most entertaining is when somebody thinks they have an yeah, idea where I'm at, don't. and then I talk to them, and they're like, "Oh, nice fish you caught here," and I'm like, "It yeah. wasn't there." <laughs> but yeah. I don't tell them that. No, I just no, let them think what they got. You got it all figured out. So. Right. You're right. Yeah. Well, I talked to you about one. Remember that that big flathead and that one guy came up and was like, "Hey, that was a nice one you caught at, play like location X," mm-hmm. and you knew where I was at. Yeah, I knew where I was at, and he thought I was at a different one. And oh, once yeah, I yeah, told yeah. you that, yep. you were like, "Oh, I could totally see why he thought it was there." Yep. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Was, at first, I was like, oh, yeah. "But like, if you're an in-state and you're around quite a bit, you can." You have a pretty good general idea because you've already been there. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. You're already there's aware. A, there's a lot of them you go to. It's like I can tell what river it is, but where on the river? Mm-hmm. Not a clue. It just depends on how familiar you are with that waterway. Correct. Which to me, like we're talking about spot burning. If if somebody can tell where I'm at, they put in some time. Yeah, They're and they already research. know about it. And I don't feel too bad about giving that up. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not catching anything they didn't know was already there. Mm-hmm. Like the the big spots like that you can't hide. Like prime one, like Red Rock Dam. We're going to yeah. say a name. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you can't tell you're at Red Rock Dam when you're there. Well, you're, you're just somebody from out of state. Yeah. Yeah. And But it's very obvious. It's like obvious ones. It's like. But, How are you burning that spot? I but mean, then again, knows. too, even that spot, if you hadn't been to Red Rock Dam, and I like so, me or somebody else posts a video of Red mm-hmm. Rock Dam, you don't know what dam that is. It's like somebody posts a dam down in Bama. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I've never been there. I don't know what freaking day I'm there yeah. at. Yeah. Could I figure it out? Maybe. Maybe. But it takes some work. But, like, the people you have to worry about spot burning are in-state guys, you know, that are going to flock. Oh, locals. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. The convenience. Think, so, the so, other... so here's one for you. I, Iowa specifically, because Cause we we're not here. a destination fishing of no. any. Na- no. Name the species. We're not it. We have them all. We, we have just don't have a lot of them. We're the jack of all trades, master I mean, of none. Exactly. Everyone's like, it's like, so, we have everything, but. I think that's why it's a little more sensitive here than maybe it is like, let's say, South, South Dakota. We were talking about that earlier. Like Pot, around, Tons of water. Up there. Around, yeah, around the glacial lakes. Mm-hmm. We won't name any specific lakes, but there's so much water. Mm-hmm. And they're all yeah, pretty good if you're up and up there like may or june and you can't catch walleyes then <laughs> god help you <laughs> try, 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 try golfing i don't know i don't know what to tell you it's i've never went and fished them but that's what i've gathered from people going there it's pretty pretty yeah, easy the, it's it's not that hard if you know half a shit what are, what you're doing but you i mean there's still that extent of like you can't i've i've seen people that are like a a fish out of water there yeah I mean, it doesn't. They spent a crawler in a split shot. Well, you know, so so a good example. You can't catch a walleye on that. So my cousin, he has a uh, he has a pheasant lodge up there. Okay. So when he built that, we started fishing up there a lot, and it didn't take me long to get dialed in. It was just like, well, you are the walleye whisperer. Of course, right? (laughs) You know, it's my style. It's my style of walleye fishing. It's shallow water. It's casting. It's it, that's what I love to do. That's sure. how I like to target them, and and it's like just teed up perfectly. Well, uh, his in laws they spent most of their time fishing deep water in Minnesota, mm-hmm. Lake of the Woods, pulling crawler harnesses, pulling crawler harnesses, vertical jigging in thirty plus foot of water. You you can't pull up to five foot of water and start vit- vertical jigging. I mean, you can. You just <laughs> I mean, won't can. You can. Yeah, and and he's telling me this like it just took them. It's hard for them to grasp that, and then and then they'd come and it'll be like August. And the weeds are horrible, yeah. and it's it's tougher to fish when mm-hmm. it's doesn't mean you can't catch them, but it's just they're a little still more, there. They're still there. They're still eating. It's just harder to fish with all the weeds and everything like that. So, um, and we were just telling his his brother in law. It's like. Tanner, come down in June or May, late May, early June. So, and, and I will, I will change your mind about South Dakota walleye fishing real fast. So, what was your point though through all of this? As far as we well, were talking about spot burning, spot burning. So, like up in South Dakota, I don't care. Like, I'll tell you right where I was. Yeah, because there's probably 20 other places on the same lake I yeah. can go and crush them. Right. I'm not worried about it. But in Iowa, uh huh. I, I, I don't feel that out. confident. You can get burned out. I, I find something that's hot. I'm not telling anybody. Like so, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride the storm out until, yeah. until I'm not catching them. And then I'm, and then I might post on social media and say, hey, you know. So you're walleye centric thinking, and mm-hmm. that's your favorite fish. Makes sense, yeah. you know. Um, but I don't just fish for walleye. Yeah. Not everybody just fishes for flat, walleye. Flatheads a lot. You got to think more long term with flatheads i think yes absolutely absolutely um but there are other fish where it doesn't really matter channel cats channel cats um that'd be the white bass white bass yeah really white bass um the 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 number one on my list though of all the bites so you can protect a spot or you can protect a bite like or you could do both but 
one thing, if I'm on a place that's very obvious where mm-hmm. I'm at on a hot bite at this obvious place, I'll sit on the video. I got videos that I edited four weeks ago that I haven't posted. And I'm not going to post for another two weeks because then I will know 100% that bite is toast. And then I'll post it. Now, yep. the longevity side of it's an interesting thing to keep in mind. But at the end of the day, like I'm making my living mm-hmm. off of this. So I'm yeah. like weighing what I show and what I don't. Well, rivers change too. So they do and don't. Like some mm-hmm. features don't. Like certain gravel bars. That yeah, they're they, always going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you, you'll be pissed off that they're not there. But. And then accessibility is another thing. Like there's certain locations I found that are in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That at the water levels where those bites occur, you got to work to get there. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I mean, the only way anyone's going to know is if they've been there. Mm-hmm. And if they want to go do what I just did, they got to work. More well, power to them. I would, I would argue you are at a major advantage with low water being a kayak slash jet motor. Oh, it's user. by design. Yeah. Yeah. It's 100%. But the water's up. It's... Fair game for everybody. Then. But is that bite available when the water's up? Well, that's just it. Everybody's got to adjust now, but but everybody's got access to the same. Yeah, they do. That, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's a totally different ball game yeah. at that point. And uh, depending on the quality of the bite d- dictates when I drop the videos mm-hmm. that I drop. And yeah. if somebody, somebody really wanted to be a student of the game, first off, I'd tell you it's sad. It's sad that you... It's not going to find in your own spot. That's it. That's it. If you're putting that much legwork in it, look and read it and figure out, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to be like, okay, I think he was here. Look what that conditions are in that stretch of river and find elsewhere. Or how about this? Look at the conditions of the fishing you've done and formulate your own patterns. Like if you're, I mean, it's the argument of maybe a scam artist and that might be a little excessive like but it's the best analogy i could come up with at the top of my head where people say if you would just invest that much energy and focus into an honest profession you'd Mm -hmm. be a millionaire so why do you have to go scam people it's like if you would invest the same amount of time and effort into discovering and developing your own like the fishing patterns based on your personal experiences versus trying to you know figure out what somebody else is doing you'd catch even more fish than you would trying to chase around somebody else's spot. 100%. It's a hard concept for people to grasp, though. Maybe. I'd say it just depends on the individual. It's a hard concept for the people to grasp, for some people to grasp who are obviously lean that direction, but there's so many people who don't. Like, there's so many people who go out there and figure out stuff on their own. I think there's too many people that'll, you know, I'm sure you've had them as clients were i want to learn a spot mm-hmm. versus like actually learning why why, why the, this spot. The why. like it's not i don't it's not about this one spot but the why and the one and, and i know you get people that hire you for various reasons but oh yeah i'm thinking like more of the local stuff is is that that is 100 percent what they're hoping is there are some of those but there's not like i'm fortunate it's not as many as you would think i'm really fortunate yeah. that that has not been a big issue for me and then the other side of it too is like 
I guess if we're going to talk about the local, what I was thinking mm-hmm. of doesn't really apply, but I'll bring it up anyway, just because it's a worthy discussion is I'm on the boat with that person for six to 12 hours, depending on what type of trip they book. And you have plenty of time to discuss like a variety of different things. And there are people who get spot focused where you can discuss the merits of being pattern focused and how you can apply those patterns on a variety of different waterways for a variety of different species. And you don't have to be stuck on this one place where we're at, where we just happen to have success because guess what? Like you have a good day here and then the river rises a foot and then that pattern it's all over. It's all over, you know, and maybe, well, then you go back to patterns. It's, it's over the way you're doing it, but Mm -hmm. maybe you change your spot on the spot by 50 yards moving to this different type of location. And you have just as good, if not better success, if you can, tally and tabulate those patterns over time that's what i try to do mm-hmm. is it perfect no but it's a hell of a lot better than just fishing spots yeah, yeah. well you still kind of go back to spots though like time of year though you know you always kind of have your areas where you go this time of year you know but that's a part of a pattern yeah I- the spot is part of the pattern yes. and if you were to take that same spot and put it somewhere else it would still function the same way at this certain time year, certain water level. So it's not really the spot. It just it's the characteristics of that spot yeah. that make it conducive for that pattern. And which, like with rivers, I think spots are more like on a lake. They're worse about getting burnt probably than on a river because the river changes all the time. Maybe um, the, I don't know. Just a thought. Well, that that is interesting too. Well, it's. To an extent. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always thought of it the other direction, though, because fish filter in and out so much more on a lake than a river. You know, at low water levels, if a particular hole gets fished down... I think it depends on the species. But, I mean, the concept's the same. Like, if, if you have a particular hole in the river, which is the home of the majority of fish that occupy that river, at least to some capacity, if that area gets fished down... It's not going to, those, there's not going to be any new fish movement and during low water. No. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a lake, if a spot gets pounded, those, like, there can be new fish filtering in and out of that all the time. But mm-hmm. you're also, like, to where somebody can but go there and keep fishing. Again, it. it depends on the species. There's certain species that are more on the move, like white bass, walleye. Do you think white, well, I guess. Crappie, crappies, bluegills, and bass. They're homebodies. They're homebodies. So you you go and rape a bunch of bluegills out of a, a spot. You're talking in a lake. In a lake, yeah. Yeah. Then How that, often do you go bluegill fishing in a river around here? Or but it's yeah. well, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. There's there's people listening to this who aren't just yeah. from around here saying Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like there was the majority of people I saw fishing on the river in Florida were bluegill fishing. Yeah. Like ninety percent. Yeah. And then the rest were, and then 8% were bass fishing, and then there was 2% of people catfishing. But, I mean, most of your fishing is still here around here. Yeah. yeah. But we're being... We don't go bluegill fishing. We're not being inclusive, okay? <laughs> we're, we're being open to the varieties of different fisheries present around the country. Yeah. 
There's plenty of opportunities everywhere. The answer is it depends. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the, that that could be an appropriate answer to almost any yeah. question yeah. in fishing. Well, it depends. It's a, it's a cop out for not taking a stand on well, something. It, it's well, it's hard because it, you don't know. Yeah. It's hard to it, take a stand. It, it's, the, it's the fact, though. It's what what is the absolute circumstance we're in a river the my, water's high the water's low my mind what, what species are we talking about my mind automatically goes to catfish every time yeah yeah from a catfishing perspective if a hole in the river gets fished down it's trash until the water comes mm-hmm. up in low water situations like it's been for three years yeah up my it and i get like it ain't no better start, down here but i because I'm further up the run up there, you know, where I'm at most of the time. You got to have high water to get a good base of fish up there. Yeah, you do. So the past couple of years, it's been but real you don't, tough up there. Yeah, you don't now. And it's... It's like the Dead Sea up there. It's. I wish I could say it's better here. Yeah, it's Dead like, Sea. Especially the last two weeks have been true. You think they're like in reservoirs? They already... I think there's... Wintering areas? I think, or? I think there's a lot of... I've, I've noticed local reservoir here. There's a lot of lot more walleyes right now, and there there's a lot of them getting caught while more there's than people out trolling. They're getting them, and then uh, so just fishing for white bass and things like that, and they're showing up more than them. they normally do. And my theory is, is the rivers are so low that they're they are they and, and It's not just and it's not it's every species. Every species is seeking refuge in the reservoir because there's cooler water because they can go deep if they need to. They can't do that in the river. There's right. no refuge to cooler water there. Right. And that lends itself to what fish do based on water conditions mm-hmm. and falling back to yeah. patterns. Now once fall fall comes around, it'll they'll they'll start circulating more, I think. But Well I that's like- not well, I don't know about walleye movements, but I do know catfish and white bass and wipers all trend upriver. If we're talking about a system that has a reservoir and a river well, all reservoirs have a river. We're talking about a system with, on a reservoir. In the spring, the fish run up river. Once the water starts to recede, a large chunk of that population comes back down river. There's a chunk that stays in the river when the like even if the water's low. Are you talking more of the white bass or white hey. bass wipers, channel catfish, flatheads? Man. Those ones I I know a little bit about walleyes. I don't know what they do in the fall. I don't know if they w- would run back up river in the fall or not. I'm assuming not, but I'm not sure. But I do know those species, once they have moved back down, they don't run back up unless there's an extreme high water event. Seen it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. If there's an extreme high water mm-hmm. in the fall, it's awesome. Right. It depends on the pattern you want to chase. Yeah. It's just like spring fishing. Kind of. mm-hmm. if, for me, it was. It's not as extreme. But then I think I there's, know, some, I yeah. there's some merit to sometimes just water breathes life into a river. It's like these oh, fish yeah. that were stagnant and not doing a whole lot. Suddenly there's flow and they're just out doing stuff that they weren't before. They And they were there the whole time yeah. and you just never knew it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're spot on with some of those other species, but I'm... Walleyes definitely will get triggered by all that stuff, and they'll all of a sudden they're there in big numbers. Mm-hmm. It's how they can come and go so fast. You don't think that? So what about the alternative that they were there the whole time, and then cold weather comes by and triggers them to Just become more start active? Biting. Yeah, there's probably some of that, but 
their metabolism is pretty high. I think they're always eating. It's just finding them. It's not just finding them. What do they want to eat and when are they eating? Mm-hmm. Like time of day. You know, we talked about that, needing sleep. <laughs> There's a, a local fisherman we were talking about that uh, puts in a lot, of, a lot, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But he puts in odd hours. Yeah. I can't do that. He even told me, oh, come out and three in the morning. Or yeah, two, yeah you start, we, I started at 2 a.m. last night. Yeah. I'm like, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, I, I'll feel like I feel like a crackhead the yeah. next day. Just, so I just can't do it. My thought with that is good for that guy. Mm-hmm. But how many of them guys come and go? Oh, a lot. Yeah, like how much longevity is there to living that lifestyle versus actually living a quotation mark normal lifestyle where you get some sleep and then you yeah. you live to fight another day and if you will or I guess I yeah. just use my war analogies that I there's, don't like. Oh, there's two. There's two. There's, there's two. There's two local local older guys mm-hmm. walleye. River walleye guys. Yeah. And those are the only two I know that have consistently pulled off that type of time frame for a long, long time. But you don't know their lifestyle. Like you you are you have this implied version of their lifestyle. No, I, I know what their lifestyle for the for the most part is. It's okay. One fishing. one in particular. What's Fish. that? Their lifestyle's fishing. Well, it's he he's He's up at wee hour in the morning, mm-hmm. fishes till sun up or whatever, depending on how the fishing is. If it's better, like he might stay, or if he gets his limit, he just wants to go home. Mm-hmm. And he probably, you know, eats some food, whatever, and and just like any old guy, sits on his recliner or whatever, watches TV and passes out, and and probably sleeps most of the day, and then sun goes back down. He's back out. Back out again. It's so kind of it's. Was it's he no, no different than any other routine? It's just he's up. He's, but he's got weird hours. But he's still sleeping. Was when he yeah. had a full time job? Was he doing this stuff too? Probably not. Probably not to that extent. I would. I. I don't know. I never knew him when he was when he had a full time job. I've okay. only known him. I've only known him since he was retired and older, and where I think he was. He had. He started out on disability. One particular guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know both of them. Mm-hmm. You probably know what I'm talking about. I probably do. So, I, I, you're right. I don't know all of the ins and outs, but I just know that it's they'll schedule their, especially now that they're retired. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have that luxury. So the, the I keep saying so. I, I'm gonna quit. Uh, so. So you're like, I can tell you're like, <sighs> the, the point I was trying to bring up was the, the marathon versus the sprint mentality where I've seen several people who just dove in headfirst for whatever reason, maybe they fished before and then suddenly they're fishing all the time. Maybe they hadn't fished before. And when they dive into it, they're just diving in head first how like how sustainable is that you know where 
you're getting two hours of sleep at night because you want to be the man who catches all these big fish. And if we're being real about it, the biggest key to catching big fish is putting time in. And what sacrifices are you making to put in time? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's got to be some sort of balance there to make it sustainable. Where your balance is, you need to get some freaking sleep. Yeah. Seen some big sacrifices be made just for for stupid fish. Do you think that's a lot of personal ego, though, too? It probably depends on the person. I mean, what other reason is there? Because when you're out there, it's not like you're showing off to people. Yeah. Because you're not yeah. one. Those, the, well, you can I'm take guessing that the type of guy you're pri- talking about. Priorities, I think a lot of it is just priorities are out of whack. They care about. But I mean, what if you bring social media into it? Like but, they're, they're like, not fishing for a fish; they're fishing for a picture, for likes. Yeah, for yeah. Need a that add a boy. We talked but about then that. You're like still picking also up talking about pumping an ego. Last yeah. time I last time I was on this wonderful show. Yes. we talked about the add a boy for picking up trash. Right. Yeah. Well, there's the add a boy for I caught a big fish. Look at me. You right. Know, I got to post. Got to get some recognition, and I think. That's a discussion we had to have with one individual. It's like these people don't like you because you caught a big fish. They they like you because you're telling them where to go and when to go and what to use and all that stuff. That's why they like you. Right. And if you don't have that information anymore, are they still going to be your friend? Ask yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Are they really your friend? You know. Would it's you like, be my friend if I didn't put you on big flatheads? Yeah, because I could care less about it. <laughs> I, I I think I had more fun just drinking, sitting around a fire, and I don't care who catches the fish or whatever. It's, I know the answer to the yeah, question. Yeah, right? I know. It's a rhetorical question. But <laughs> yeah. Point being, for the people that didn't realize that, that's a rhetorical strictly question. Strictly for my right? entertainment yeah, on that yeah. one. Yeah, because... Sam, would you I like me if I didn't put you on big flatheads? I don't think you've ever put me on big flathead. <laughs> That, see, I'm, I should yeah. be a lawyer. I know the answer to every question yeah, I've asked like, so I don't far. Think, I, I don't think we've ever caught a big one together. Yeah, I don't think we have either. We haven't. Honestly, we really haven't flathead fished that much together. Honestly. That's a tragedy. I bet Why like not? five times, four or five times. As Me you and did, Ryan went that one night and got like a 20. Yeah. We kayaked down. Yeah. And. Me and you took your boat yeah, I guess, out. What's yeah, your definition of a big flathead? A big one to me is over 30. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty good base. So, yeah. The first time I ever went with Spencer, we got one. I got a real in one. It was. We caught four, two over 30. Yeah. yeah it's a good yeah, night. It was. It was a good night. It was a good night. You want to, you want to catch big flyheads? Take, Take him. him. Yeah. Well, there's there's kind of some stipulations there. Fried, fried deer summer sausage. That That's clutch. It's, it's like a. That that not, brings not, them not, in. Not, not sure what it is. That scent going into the water. It's got to be something. Can't hurt know. nothing. I don't no. think it could. Yeah. No, I don't know. Eat like so, yeah. So, so the last time I went with them, when Spencer and I were out, we did not get anything. But I did make Ryan Tassler. He Ryan ate Ryan ate a piece, mm-hmm. and then he went back out after he dropped us off. We we wanted to. Oh, you had yeah. to quit early, and I was just like. I didn't bring all my sleeping gear, and I'm like, right. uh, you know, I'm just going to go home. Yeah. Well, he went out and stuck a 30. 40, 44. Yeah. So. Oh, big boy. Big boy. So there's something about this. I'm, I'm super 
super superstitious. And you, I'm super sure you're just good luck. And that's oh, fun fact about that yeah. fish too. After I posted the video, and then he had that picture. Me and him, me and Ryan, definitely caught the same one. Was that that one that got all tangled up? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same fish. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you telling me that. I didn't. I thought it was that. Yeah. So he's just a warrior. That fish. He might be the only one there because I fished it several times and I haven't caught another one since. <laughs> He's just a bully then. Right. Did it take Ryan as long to catch as you? God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I wasn't there. He caught it on actual flathead gear. Yeah. You still but had not. Put, it's not like he that caught that one on a wall. would have been in the freaking boat in 20 minutes maximum had it not kept getting snagged. Instead, it became an hour and 20 minutes of me... Oh, he snagged again. I don't know. Some fish are just meant to be caught. Some aren't. That one was meant to be caught because it should have been gone. Yeah. It, it got snagged 10 to 12 times. I edited like me pulling it out of snags out of the video because it just got so monotonous and rep- repetitious. I was getting upset in that video. I'm like, why doesn't he just hot rod this boat over the sandbar and like jerk it out of there? He goes, he goes. I tried so yeah. many times. And yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and there was a there was a tree there that I've discovered. Couldn't get over it. Yeah, he got wrapped around the tree, and I pulled him out on twenty pound line. That's where if somebody ever tells me that they fought a catfish on catfish like no. grade tackle for two hours, I'm no. like. Like, it almost pisses me off a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, it does. Well, I definitely lose a little respect for that person. I'm like, why do you got to lie to kick it? You know, like, we we can be cordial. We can mm-hmm. be friendly and just just don't have to lie to try to impress me. You know, like, it, it I mean, to fight that fish on 20 pound on a medium action spinning rod. Yeah. And the only reason it takes me more than 20 minutes to get it in is because it snags so many times. Like, for you to have 80-pound braid and 60-pound leader and, like, catfish size gear to tell me you fought it for two hours, like, give me a break. Oh, no. I've, I've wrangled 20-pound flatheads on walleye gear. Plenty. Of yeah. If, if you're and, walleye, and then didn't, you're didn't have, get them. It didn't take that long. Right. It's, yeah. it's just five to ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's excessive, but the the only the the longest fight without any snags I've ever had on a fish was in saltwater, and I hooked a thirty-ish pound Jack Crevel on twelve-pound mono, and it took me a legit mm-hmm. hour and a half. And was I putting enough pressure on it? I don't know. I just know it towed me every bit of a mile mm-hmm. offshore in my kayak. Caught two of those in my life, and both were hellacious fights. And one was light tackle like you're talking about Mm -hmm. Uh, i didn't it didn't take me that long and i and it was questionable if i was putting i could probably put a little more heat on it but Mm -hmm. unbelievable how powerful and fast in the endurance yeah they just just never give up they got like a tuna type tail don't they that quick twitch that just the v type yeah so so i kind of remember one thing that's interesting they're not really good eating and they I, have I've dark. heard the contrary. So, and actually, actually, I just funny story. We were in, in Mexico, and, and I, I caught one, and same super hard fight. And uh, these guides, they they flayed it up for us. Like, didn't really. I would have cared less if they would have let it go or whatever. But right, oh, we'll flay it up, and it's like dark meat. 
Yeah. Well, you think about like dark meat and what we know about like human muscle or any anything for that yeah. matter. Like, it makes perfect sense of why they're so tough. Like that dark meat, they got a lot of blood flowing through the muscles. Oh yeah, you butcher yeah. one on the beach because I've used them for shark bait mm-hmm. several Probably times. Awesome. Well, they're great shark bait. Well, that one that I caught that I was just talking about, I took it, froze it, mm-hmm. hauled it to Florida, yeah. and then caught an eight-foot whatever bull shark on it. But anyway, if you, when you cut one open on the beach, if it's, it's like a, fre- a massacre, it's a if it's a fresh one, it looks like there was a murder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a pool of blood bigger yeah. than a manhole cover on the beach. So that it. Explains why they're so tough, I mm-hmm. think. And then, as far as like the table fare, I mean, they got we marathon were, runner endurance. Yeah, so we, yeah but like we, a tuna, t- those awesome to eat, and them things are legendary for that's true. And oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, we got anomalies, or is it? Just, but yeah, most like a carp, mm-hmm. they fight harder. And they'll give you a better fight than any fish in the oh, river, oh, other than you, a wiper. Probably. What, what do you call a wiper carp in a tuxedo? <laughs> Car- yeah, wipers a carpenter t- wearing a tuxedo. It's yeah. like the greatest thing ever. But yeah, you know what I'm saying though. It was a and like a wiper, like a big one. They are not that good to eat. Have you ever cleaned? I've a never. One? Ne- the biggest wiper I've ever eaten was five pounds. Yeah, five. So they I get weird. They get that muscles one. like splits in the back and like peels Man, you, off. And, you know, uh, I I used to think that more and more, but you trim the red meat off any fish, and they're still. I always trim red and, meat, but they were. I didn't like how like it's they're weird when they I ain't gonna clean any of that big ever like well how big are you talking six seven maybe at the okay max. but it seemed like there was like a you know on the top part there was another piece of meat like that like fall off like it was weird like they grow an additional muscle and they get <laughs> it looks day. like that but it's not you gotcha. know it's just they have another split line there you know like not above the lateral mm-hmm. line. Is biggest it, one I've ever kept was five, and it's been many years since I kept a five-pounder. Yeah, I've hooked them in the gills and stuff, you know. But I can't remember the last big wiper I kept. Oh, I haven't kept a wiper this year. I don't remember if I kept any last year. Kept I kept several white bass this year. I didn't hardly go catch any, so I can't mm-hmm. say much. They still make wonderful fish tacos. They make everything wondering. great. Yeah. Those are party fish, people. I had flathead tacos today. That's what you were saying. Yeah, I could make you some if you want. I can't say I never offer. I like flathead tacos. Well, I got some for you. Yeah. I got a question for you, too, Rob. Hmm. Just because I want to know. If you had, if everything was equal, there's no seasons, no tags, you can go any day you want. Are you going deer hunting? You going walleye fishing? You have to pick one or the other. Never do the other one again. Probably go walleye fishing. Walleyes trump deer. All things equal. Yeah, it's a Stand, good balance. Right standing now, behind that. Yeah, I mean, unless I'm just going to just keep teeing off on deer and what I mean. But would you want to hunt deer though? I hunt for a purpose. I hunt for a purpose too. It's time out. What if? No, that's a dumb question. Keep going. No, there's no such thing as dumb question. No, this one's. I mean, I guess you 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 set a a circumstance. So no, the the question I was going to ask was dumb. You keep talking on here. Here's the thing: fishing, you can catch and release. Okay. I am super like. 
adamant about if you kill something, you gotta eat it. Eat it. Yeah. You don't waste it. Like even even something as simple as like oh, there's an an extra deer steak up on the on the plate, like there was tonight. Like don't some, waste it. Somebody's gonna. I ain't it. going in the garbage. I right. guarantee you. It's right. either going home with me or it's going in one of our stomachs. Sure. Just how I am. I think that's I how think everyone should like, be. You take a life, you better yeah. do something productive well, with it. Last I checked, there's no catch and release with deer hunting. No. Unless you just want to take pictures of them or whatever. I guess you can theoretically do something Trank like that. Them. Which, <laughs> yeah. Trank them. That would, that would get really old and boring, I think. That's what they do with like rhinos now. Yeah. Tranquilize them. You take a yeah, picture they of them. Yeah, they bow them. They tag them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't know. I'd, I don't. Yeah. No, nah, I'd... Doesn't appeal to yeah, me, but... I'd, Oh, absolutely. I'll I'll take fishing you, you, over hunting mm-hmm. from that standpoint, just because it's it just seems more of an all around year round activity. I'm not obligated to harvest if I don't want to. It's a, more of a recreational activity, I, I don't, suppose. I yeah. I mean i I do both for various reasons, but hunting for me, I'm a big believer that the meat is part of the part of it or if it's not like if like for instance like a coyote at least i'm doing something that i feel like is necessary to to maintain a good ecosystem you know see that that's my big thing with coyotes is i would love to go kill a coyote i think the idea of calling in a coyote and you know because they're challenging yeah it's it's challenging to call in a coyote to to pull the wool over a coyote's eyes i think and then killing it would be a very rewarding experience but i'm not going to eat it so i go back i could but i'm not going to (laughs) you'd try it though oh if i killed one i definitely would try i i can tell you right now don't bother steve ranella the meat eater yeah no i if, if if he says it sucks I gotta believe it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, if I kill it, I'm gonna try it. Like I'm, nope. I'm, I'm gonna try it with the mm. expectations that it's terrible. But I killed the thing, so but I got it. See, that's bad. You're going to, you say you have no expectation. You can't go into the expectation. Well, that's such a bullshit. <laughs> like, like, I guess what do you, what do you expect? Are you, you, you expecting me like, oh, this was a big myth. Coyote is the bomb. Like, no, 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 no. I expect it to taste like trash, but if I kill it, I'm going to at least try it. But, it has to be but trashy like, because nobody wants to eat it. Well, look what they eat. There's a big, there's yeah. a big correlation of what an animal Bears eats. Bears are pretty good. About? They eat out of dumps. But Not the, all of them do. No, the blueberry best, ones are better. Yeah, yeah, so, right. yeah, that's what I was about to say. Vancouver. Blueberry ones are better. Blueberry hills, yeah. But yeah. my point being is I'm not going to probably not going to go kill a coyote because I'm not going to eat it. The reason why I do is because there's they have no natural predators here in Iowa and and if we if we don't has no there's effect. There's nothing though. that there's nothing that it's, But that's it. Like there it has no effect ra- on there. Raccoons are another. I'm not going to eat raccoon either. And I've heard people I've heard it's greasy but you can eat it. I've eaten it. It's okay. Yeah, it's tolerable. I'm, I'm probably not going to eat it. But, but, the, the, but I, I have to do something about I I have to. But the coyote thing, as long as there's habitat and forage that sustains them, if you kill them, they're going to have more pups. And if you kill fewer, then they're going to have fewer pups. Like It does nothing. It does it literally Unless does you're nothing. talking like mass, like what they did with the wolves, where they poisoned them. Yeah. Well, part of it, too, is from a hunting standpoint of 
I just want them out of my area too because they've ruined hunts. And if I'm hunting them, I'm putting pressure on them. Cool. Go over to my neighbors. Sure. <laughs> just go over there. Well, I'm they, fine with that. They are quick on that. So I, I guess I, 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 that it's, I'm coming from a deer hunter's perspective, I guess from the coyote that, perspective. That point, I've had, though, I've had them ruin so many freaking hunts where like, here comes big guy. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. And then here comes, comes the damn in. dog running out in the middle of the field. And but the, He knows he's not going to go try that big boy. So your first, but just your first circumstances yeah, come by. He's he does does enough to mess with them. Your first argument is not scared. Like of that's not yeah. real. You know, you're not going to reduce the population of coyotes. But to apply pressure to shift that population out of your area, I think that's a whole lot more valid than reducing the overall I, population. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I I still think if you. There's nothing the, wrong the, with the, killing the, hard, them. the hardest part about with coyotes is be nice to know if you're dealing with a what's the term? It's a I guess it would be a bitch or a a male dog. What's it's a, a bitch and a dog? A I think that's what you call it. Yeah. So yeah, so if you could really tell, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell. It's, it's so much easier with a with deer. <laughs> they have those big things Which, on their heads. Yes, yeah. that, that it's very easy to identify, right? right? Or where the coyotes not so much. So right. you just if you knew you could you could take advantage of that a little bit, but it's speaking still of not which, Spencer, we got to do that too because that's another thing. And I'm I'm very adamant about getting getting rid of some does because I, I I definitely believe on just herd management. Well, it's just yeah, it's it's stress herd stress of spreading disease. Uh, well, that, you know, it was, your I, farms are in an area where populations of deer are very high they're very high yeah. and and we we have an outfitter that's there and he, he he and his family do during second season shotgun they just tee off on them yeah they take that that that's the season where i take your county that's got ample doe tags not as much as they should no. and that's a point of contention there's there there are a lot but they get bought up and and there should be more and it's yeah well, that tw- in twelve, it took a hit on the herd in Iowa, though. And that when they got hit by EHD, so we we didn't get in the county where I'm at. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yep. You were same, one of the one, one, ones. one of the one of the good counties that uh, has one of the rivers that kept flowing. Yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll tell you later. But yeah, I get it's it. It, it, it's it's just hard to to keep up. I don't have that much well, land, but I have. The point being is is there's there's a level of stress that 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 gets put on them, and it's not this time of year. What happens is it's later down the road, and and, and I was and, and I and I get it. it's just a TV show, but I believe that this this particular one, like they talk about managing a property, managing a herd, and they they brought up EHD, and they said some of the best bucks that some of these areas have killed were post EHD because what survived was not nearly as stressed from having to compete and not having so many. So they blew up and, and it it killed, but that was a weird thing. EHD kills a lot of the big bucks first, which is weird because normally they're, it kills everything. I've I've seen it. I mean, it's a terrible, it's a terrible disease and it's, it's it's horrible to watch them when you see one that's infected with it. It's it's well, it's the, not a good thing. The but. doe tag thing you brought up is interesting because, like, how herds are managed is based on how the people who hunt them want 
them to be the the amount of trophy hunters how many trophy like people who genuinely will pass up a 120 inch deer routinely mm-hmm. over and over and over again how many people are the uh, how many of those people are out there not very many yeah so they're managing these herds to maintain a population that maximizes kill potential and doesn't necessarily maximize rack size, which is what you want to do on your property, and it just doesn't happen to coincide with how the DNR is allocating resources for that particular area. And then the fact that your area didn't get hit hard with EHD is more evidence that supports they're doing exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a tough balance, and. and the, Managing it county by county is truly not the right way, but there's no other way to do it. Well, yeah. that that's more comprehensive than anything else the DNR does. Like they do a much more thorough job of managing. Because they have more money. There's more money in deer hunting oh, than in Iowa, anything yeah. else. Absolutely, it's the only thing we're known for here in Iowa. Absolutely, I'm not arguing that mm-hmm. fact. It's just I unfortunate. We've under the radar for a long time, but. Of deer, yeah. Like I was a big secret for a long time until that. Yeah. Well, it's not the world record now. The Albia buck. Albia, You're talking yeah. the Lovestein buck. Yeah, yeah. That was a monster. And that I think it's number two now, though, isn't it? I think one in like Tennessee. Yeah, or I thought it was Ohio. So fun fact: Ohio. me and that the kid who killed it are the exact same age, and he wrestled for Centerville, and he was a stud wrestler. Oh, was he? Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. That's the end. Yeah. Yeah, I, found no, I, dollars. I just want to have I want the deer herd to be You want big old bucks. Well, I want there. big bucks, but I want just a healthy deer herd that's not But what is healthy? Like you have your definition of healthy and the DNR has a different one. See, there's more my, deer my, now. My, yeah, my my definition is where they're not stressed. They don't they don't struggle through the winter. There's there's so much food out there though now. And what is struggle? Like, just existing in an Iowa winter has to be a struggle. I mean, there's always going to be that struggle, the the cold, but a white-tailed deer is so adapted to that. It's, the struggle is is getting, making sure there's adequate food, yeah. cover. Think how much more need. food there is now. Yeah. Like, the amount of deer now is still higher than it was, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the 1800s. There wasn't near as many deer around yeah. here like there is now. But there ain't, wasn't as much food as Exactly, there. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I guess... There's still it, there's there's things so many like deer I, in Iowa. Like, it's a, it's a goofy thing, and I'm bitching about it because there's nothing I can do about it, and they don't understand. And if they were smart enough to understand, they wouldn't do it. But there's I have a bean field on one of my farms. There's going to be two acres that I'm going to leave standing. Yeah. Ironically, all the freaking deer are just chowing them down right now and i'm like you stupid bastards stop eating it if you you wait if you just wait because all the other stuff's going to go away real soon and just leave this stuff alone it'll all be here waiting for you but you're going to eat it now when you could be eating the stuff that's going to get combined and going to be gone but you can get more time they don't they don't know that so if you really wanted it to stay there you could make it Electric fences, wow. what, you know, name it. You know, there's well, ways. It, I mean, for the price of an electric fence, I'll just have my farmer leave another acre of beans. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There's always ways, but it just gets ridiculous. It's like, how much money am I going to spend on this <laughs> stuff? It's like I've spent a small fortune already. But yeah. at any rate, we're but getting it's your hobby, and you enjoy doing it, so you do oh, it. 100. It's that's why you I do love it. it. I, I 
That and, this is what led to me asking the question about deer hunting or walleye fishing because I feel like deer hunting leads the discussion. A I lot think of time. I, it, you spend way more money on deer hunting. I can tell you that much. Right I do, now. and that's that's probably why I'd say walleye fishing because I'd have a lot more money in my pocket. But sure. uh, I, 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 honestly, boat. I could say like some of my favorite deer hunts are when I haven't been pulling the trigger. Yeah, I love watching someone else do it. That especially if the first timer, nothing better. Like. It's a surreal moment for them, because I remember when I did it. So what about guiding? No. Or outfitting? No. You'd be able to get that feeling much more regularly, so I mean, what makes yeah. you say no? Well, I just I just don't want to have that pressure, like, someone's paying you to do something. You'd no. feel, if they didn't kill you, you'd be I, I like the fact that, yeah, hey, I'm inviting you out, there's no strings attached, Yeah. and I just... Let's have a good time. Sure. And every time we've done it, it's been a good time. Yeah. And once money gets involved, once money gets involved, yeah, you know how it is. Oh, I I do. Like I I watched it. I so I did an elk. You feel like you fail. I did an elk hunt in Colorado, and (laughs) and I I very much went into it like this is a hunt. I'm I'm not the outfitter is going to do their best to put me in a in a Mm -hmm. situation, but. It's hunting, and I accept that that this is not killing. This is hunting, and and I may not kill. But well, you there was nailed, a guy. There was another guy it, that though. there was like getting real testy. Yeah, and he had been there once before and didn't kill, and he was real pissed off and acted like like he got taken for a ride. And I said, it's like this is this is what you get. Yeah. It's but like, from a guide perspective, like. Honestly, the client's attitude towards things doesn't dictate how I feel about how situations go. I, I, I feel worse when somebody is super nice and somebody is super understanding than I do oh, 100%. With, with the person who's a dick. Someone who's a really, really nice and understanding, you work harder for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if it doesn't happen, I feel even worse. Oh, yeah. We did a guide trip. Uh, I mean, I, I'll mention his name. His name is Galen Bremer. He's up up in the pool, what, 8, 9, and 10 on the Mississippi River. In Iowa? Is yeah. that in Iowa? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's on the Wisconsin side, but I whatever. Yeah, Iowa, Minnesota, That's Wisconsin. right there in the corner up there. Yeah. yeah. Super nice guy. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things. I were up there for my family trip, and I was just like, I don't feel like pulling my boat, dealing with all that crap. So I said, I told my brother-in-law, like, why don't we just hire this guy and like maybe we'll learn a thing or two, yeah, and just kind of have fun and not have to worry about shit. You're just sure. there, exactly. So we did it. He was great. Um, we did walleye for about a half day, and then we chased panfish just to get a fish fry. And I mean, he he treated my nephew like it was his grandson. Like he's like, here you sit there, and like he's spending all. I, and I told him. You know, he talked to me beforehand, and I was like, "My nephew's gonna come. I want you to focus on him." And 100, percent that's what he did. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's that sounds like great guide. Yeah. Sounds like great guide. Absolutely, very friendly. What's the name of his guide service? Galen Bremer Guide Service. I think that's all it is, or whatever. But uh, yeah, just real laid back. We didn't take anything too serious. We had fun. You're pro- like honestly, you guys are ideal clients. Yeah, I, I was just I, and say. I and I know, and that's the other thing because I know because I know people that guide. And I know number one, don't guide the guide. True. Just sit back and and enjoy it mm-hmm. for what it is, 
and the more appreciative you are, the harder they're going. Well, he, he went like a two. We got rained out in the morning a little bit, so mm-hmm. we got a little delay. But I, I think he went a, like an extra two hours longer than he had yeah. to. He could have cut it short, but he didn't. Yeah. He was having fun too. He's we were enjoying it. Yeah, I'm sure he was enjoying. It was it. just I'm like fishing, kind of with guys. Yeah. I'm not ready to go in either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so those are my favorite trips when I, you go out with somebody who's just. Yeah. I feel like you're just fishing with some buddies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fortunate to go on several of them. Really, yeah. Yeah, those are the best, mm-hmm. hands down. I I was every anytime I've been on some type of trip like that, I always try to keep that in mind. And but if I do notice, like, I, it's been rare, but. If there's a guide that's just mailing it in, I haven't had that much. Luckily, I had one. I I heard a guy down in Florida when I was down there. You were down there too, and I I know I called you and I like because mm-hmm. my first thought was like I want to meet up with Spencer, and it's like except oh, I'm it's eight four, hours away. Yeah, it's yeah. like never mind. I'm not gonna meet up with Spencer. <laughs> Florida's kind of a long state. It was whole. I had this whole grand scheme, and I'm like <laughs> shit. It's like that's not gonna happen. So yeah, Florida's oddly proportioned. But this guy was ended up being really cool. Ironically, he is connected with a guy who lives up here in Des Moines. That is isn't weird. It was really cool. And I was like I was like Damn, I wish I would have known that you two knew each other because Now you do if you yeah, ever go yeah. back. Oh yeah, well it's hands down. I know this yeah. guy was this guy was a hoot. He was way fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well that I, segues into my next thought is uh what about fishing trips versus local fishing? Or more specifically, people who don't enjoy their local waterways and exclusively go on trips versus people who spend a lot of time on their local waterways. Like, what do you think is better? What do you think is worse? I think you do what you, you can afford and what you have time for. Mm-hmm. And then what, how, how motivated you are. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the between. I like both. I like to fish way too much to only wait for my destination trips. So what's what's better, what's worse? What's better, what's worse? Do you think it's better to spend more time fishing local waterways, or do you think it's better to go Balance. I just like life in general. Gotcha. Have a good balance. I always thought those. about that. Just think about like when you go on a trip you are dedicated on that trip and you're going fishing. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're going for five days and you're going to fish the whole day, basically, because that's what you're there to do. Right. Just think if you did that at home. You know, think how many fish you'd catch, to, which you fish all the time. It's diff- but, like, a lot of people, they don't fish all the time at home. Yeah. Like, I do it a lot, too. I mean, I'm guilty. Like, where you just go... And you'll fish the prime time, couple hours in the morning or whatever, you know, and go home. Yeah. But like, just think if you invested and just, you know, I can't say it to you because you, you fish all the freaking time. It's just the way you're explaining this. Yeah. Yeah, Cause like a lot of people that only like my dad was really guilty of this. He only wanted to go fish Canada. Mm-hmm. That's like he hardly would ever fish. That's a very Iowa thing. Though. Yeah, that's what kind of led yeah. this question. My dad, this is a prime example of that. Yeah. It's a very Iowa thing because you know t- I was talking about South Dakota. If I lived up in like Wabe, South Dakota, or any of that, or northern Minnesota, would you ever travel? Probably very little. Not, not for walleyes, I wouldn't. Right, right. Very rarely, other than like, and if I did, it'd be. 
sorry to go back to deer hunting like so now that like don't apologize for your deer hunting yeah, well, love like our 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 annual shotgun hunt where yeah. we do party hunt yeah. deer drives yep. I could care less if I shoot a thing. Like I'm, I'm. It's party. I'm, it's it's hangout. It's the hang. It's the oh, social. I get probably it. My favorite part of it is is the night night before the first first hunt and when and, you're scheming your drives. And, oh yeah, I and mean, we got like a stack of beer cans about a <laughs> mile tall. Yeah, sure. It's the social part of it. Absolutely, yeah, I get it. And and that's what it would like if I lived in a northern Minnesota and like, oh, we're going up to Lake of the Woods or whatever. I'm like, cool. Let's. Yeah, I'm I'm all for fishing and everything. Not 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 saying I'm not excited, but it would be more like, but it it's just, a group thing. It, like yeah, whereas living in Iowa, that's a special thing to go up to any of those places because it's just it's such a, a such so much energy and effort goes into just getting there. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't mean we don't have quality walleye fishing here i was just, we, it's just, just, it's just like a, it's just not the same. It's I just, would describe our fishing as niche. Yeah. Like you can go to these destinations and pursue a species year mm-hmm. round and be on a quality bite if yeah. you understand the patterns mm-hmm. necessary. Whereas Iowa walleye fishing, there's certain times of year, certain water conditions yep. that lend themselves. And if those, if it's not that time of year, not that water condition, then it and don't you waste just, your time. You just told there's certain times of the year where I have bigger heartburn about leaving, leaving like spring. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Spring. Oh, let's go such and such in the spring, or even oh, June. Yeah, like I, uh, May June. I have a buddy that wants me to go down, and I Post and, I'm, and it's daughter. interesting. It's, it's but mi- mid-April, down to Arkansas striper fishing mm-hmm. sounds like a cool trip. It it, it would prime be. time though. That's prime but, time. That's prime you're telling me we're, we're tell, you're telling me we're leaving <laughs> Iowa. Prime time walleye. It's like how about. Uh, late July, right? You know, it's like, yeah, well, it's, is the striper fishing good down there in late July? Let's do that. Yeah, so, I'm, I get you. I'm following you. There, there's a reason I don't leave Iowa in June. Yeah, like June's a sacred month mm-hmm. for me. Like yeah. I'm, I'm here, and yeah. sure, I could go November. other places and and catch flatheads, probably more flatheads mm-hmm. than I would here. Yeah, maybe, but maybe, you know what's going on yeah. here. But yeah, I, you get like, but I understand the the gig here. I love the proximity. I, I I just love local fisheries. Mm-hmm. Like I for a guy who travels, for a guy who's gonna fly eleven hours tomorrow. I was about to say, got to say something about that trip, right? Yeah. Well, you you can ask me questions about it if you want, but um, for for somebody who's going to do that, I value local fisheries way more. In fact, I I don't know. Sometimes. I wish my local fisheries are better, but it is what it is. I we all I, do. Yeah, we all do. I I just I, wish we had blues. Well, they're not that far away, but I know. But yeah. still, I've I've felt pretty fortunate this year to be included in the uh, messaging thread for some blue cat patterns closer yep. than than where we've been traveling. I don't I don't know much about blue cats, but I know where to get them through the ice. You do. You are one of two people I know that have caught a blue cat through the ice. I can probably guess where it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to now, but... Yeah. If you're interested, we can do that. Yes. I'm sure we we'll can make bleep that it out. Yeah. I'm interested if you can guess. We'll just bleep it out. Nope. <laughs> I Does that, that even freeze over down there? 
I at reached, times. I reached, That's why I figured at times. I reached yeah. out to wall, big walleyes there too. Not, not that far. Oh, so I got a hold of a guide down there mm-hmm. when we had that really, really, really cold winter two years ago. Like the whole Midwest was like locked. And I said, "What's the?" Uh, I said, "Could you tell me what the ice is like down there?" With the hope that I'd be able to go catch a blue through the ice. And he said, "It's sketchy at best." and if you want to die you can go for it (laughs) it's like that's blunt yeah well fair enough he was kind of like that which i appreciated about him he's not a guide anymore unfortunately but last thing you want to do is be be the guy responsible for encouraging someone to go on the ice and they fall through and die i agree and that's what I appreciated yeah. about him. Yeah. Now I'm really my my gears are turning of where it's at now. Now now it's my mission in my mind to figure out where it was. I'm sure he'll tell you later. Uh, no, he can't because that's that takes all the fun out of it. Okay. Tell well, well, I don't I don't have a problem telling him, but no, I don't care about yeah, that. But it's, yeah. you know, what I'm saying yeah, yeah. you have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I know Rob's opinion on this, but I'm curious about yours. Shoot. When it comes to mounts. Do you think skin replica or skin mounts versus in, in replica mounts? Do you think they're equal? What do you mean equal? In would what would aspect? you would you value if you catch? Say you went and caught a fourteen pound walleye. Yeah, and you could get a skin mount or replica mount. I really have no desire to mount a fish. Well, then maybe you're not the best person. I, to ask I really this don't. Question. I've mounted. One animal, and it was already killed, it was a snow goose with a neck collar. And me and my buddy, we didn't know who shot it. was Chaz. Mm-hmm. He was, he's, he's been on the podcast. Chaz <laughs> is the man. Yeah, Chaz yeah. good shit. Yeah. And uh, we don't know who shot it. Yeah. And he didn't have the money because he was still in college at the time. So I took it and got mounted, and I gave it to him for his wedding gift. That's bad. That tells you how much I care about having a mounted animal. If somebody bought you amount okay and it was either a replica or a skin mount let's say they put they got both and they put them on and your I wall had to pick. no well yeah you had to pick how about that which one you pick it probably whichever one looked better they look the same probably got to go with the replica then but that's already dead so i might as well take the one that's when you have both of them like that it's already dead yep yeah, so you might as well take a skin. Okay. Just because it's already dead. Then you're getting the enjoyment out of it still, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I I just really... Like, even like a deer, it's going to have to be a huge deer to get like a full shoulder for me. Like, I, I like Euro and deer. Like, to get a full shoulder, it's going to have to be pretty damn huge. Euro and you mean you're yeah yeah out. just boiling yeah. them okay. yeah skull yeah you, yeah you you're a little more firm on your opinion mm-hmm. what yeah you? well I I love taxidermy right and I like preserving some kind of memory sure and I like the European mounts too I have a whole pile of those yeah um had some cheaper shoulder mounts done when I was younger and and you I, go man yeah. I wish I would have euroed that. Uh, kind of, sort of, but I think they'll have. If as soon as I have, as soon as, the, well, as soon as I have the right facility to hang them, you know, 
But you can always recape them, I guess, too, if the could. capes look shitty. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It's just, I, I won't. like Most of the time, that's the problem with them, is mm-hmm. the capes look bad. Yeah, I just have to have the right, you know, my basement's not real big. So yeah. that's that's the biggest struggle I have. But as far as, like, getting I can hang a pile of deer mm-hmm. in here. Yeah. No, this a few. Yeah. It, the, your ceiling's not real high. That's, that's the thing true. There. That's true. You need a vaulted area where you can... A yeah. vault right there. That's not a vault. That's no, a but lift. if you if you vaulted it. Yeah. 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 So as far as the original question, skin mount versus replica with fish. And I almost swear we talked about it on the last time I was on. We, we might have. We might have, but whatever. It doesn't matter. But so I was drinking so and probably yeah, forgot. It doesn't matter. We yeah. can reiterate this, this point again. So where I come from is a replica it's cheesy to me from the standpoint of anybody could do that like you can be a complete completely full of shit and say i caught this 33 inch walleye whatever it was was. actually 29 name the species whatever you go and and they can build it for you yeah that's a good point the point of taxidermy to me is having and preserving a piece of that that fish sure and having a piece of that that's still with, like, I have a rainbow trout that was, it was nine and a half pounds I caught when I was 12 years old. And I still have a piece of that. I know those scales. That's part of the real fish, the, part of that fin, you know. It's right. got a fake head because they were l- Luckily, I was young enough to the point where taxidermy had advanced and they realized, like, trout and salmon, you can't use the real head. It'll cave in. Like, and you look at real old ones and they're, like, destroyed because... They didn't use proper technique, and right. they used a real head. And it, but it's but, still the same fish skin. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's a piece. Of, it's of, a piece of that fish that's preserved. It's the real markings. It's not just kind of perceived, but it's the actual markings. Because if you ever seen them when they do a skin mount, it's all dry and it looks like brown. But you can still see, like, on especially a trout, where like every individual spot and oh yeah, they're all those unique. are all indicated on. Yep. It. Yep. Um, walleye's a little more general, but still, even then, same just, concept. Same concept. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I have I have two rainbow trout. I got a brown trout, a brook trout, a smallmouth bass, and a, a, a random musky I caught out of the river that I it was I don't musky fish. I don't think it's uh, I don't consider it a giant, but it's, it's it was a, a unique it, catch. It was a big catch, and it was. It was a unique one and and something that was kind of just how how it all happened. It was special, so sure. Um, and I had a family friend that was getting into taxidermy, and luckily he was an amazing artist and did a phenomenal job. You've seen it; it was yeah. a, it's a good looking mount. Um, I got a pheasant. I so I'd never done a pheasant. I wanted to get a pheasant done, and I happened to shoot one on our family farm that had a just perfect long tail, and I was like, "Yep, this is the one. I'm going to get one done." Sure turkey tails i mean you got them out there i don't know if fan. i don't really i don't really consider a turkey fan like so, that's like a equivalent of like a euro mount or cutting the skull cap off but yeah yeah i'd, I'd um, say it's comparable to euro mount and as far as deer why yeah deer, well, I mean, I, it's I, one of them things you're if not you're just gonna throw it away yeah exactly you're not eating feathers exactly yeah it's either toss it or what are you gonna do with it so stretch um, it out and dry it out and, yeah as far as deer goes i had a family friend that uh uh did taxidermy and he could do shoulder mounts i was really early into my deer hunting you know 
whatever phase and just just starting iron sight shotgun mossberg pump action 12 gauge and yep. had a really nice you know five by five that yep. i killed on my my mom and stepdad's farm and i wanted it done i think it's a, it's a good buck it's not a monster but he's a good one yeah so i had to get his first big you know legit decent buck because like i had to get that done and then of course i killed one in archery season that i was like first archery buck i was like i want to get that one done and and then I killed another one that I, that was one, if there's one that I wish I would have got, just got a Euro, that would have yeah. been the one I should have. I was like, eh, whatever. Rich is still doing it, so <laughs> not charging me much. And, That's and then I had done one, money yeah, and I started stacking up Europeans, and then I bought my first farm, and I killed a, my first buck on, on the first farm I ever owned. So that had some nostalgia. So gotcha. I got that one So done. many firsts. And then, and then last year it was just one of those weird anomaly years where everything during gun season went my way. And I have, so I have three, three of them. They all gross uh, 160 inches and they're all on a, on a, a barrel pe- pedestal on a whiskey barrel. Nice. So, so moral of the story yeah. is Rob's got a bunch of stuff mounted. I love it. Yeah. I love it all. I love looking at it. I love going down there and and. But you're and a taxidermy fan. There's yeah. lots of people who are taxidermy. I like good fans. taxidermy. Don't get me wrong. It just it doesn't like. Well, I appreciate I think that's it. That's what's missing in this room right awesome. now. Yeah, there, there. It just one bass. I'm about to let you kill one. I got a couple big guys. Big. I'm gonna make you kill one of those and make you get a shoulder mount just to liven up this room. If I kill a hundred and sixty plus inch deer, I'll get it shoulder mounted. I can't guarantee it'll be a one sixty. No, no. I guarantee you the That's only way mark. it's getting mounted is if it's, it's, not, it's coming to my house and I'm euroing it for you. Well, get a European. Whatever. Yeah. You need something in here. You got to have some but horns like, in here. Yeah, it's for for replicas. I feel like that's just an expensive ass photo. Like, yeah, like yeah. you could take a picture and frame it, and it would mean for me personally, yeah. like. There's a bunch of people who do it. Go for it. Don't let me, my opinion, impact whatever you're going to do. The reason I don't do it is because I feel like a photo, I mean, if it means that much, just frame it. See, but fish are different because you can let them go. Yeah, they are. Like with deer, Mm -hmm. they're dead. Yeah, right. That's it. Right. Yep. And like, but, well, but, anything. Hunting, but we're talking yeah, about fish. hunting. Oh, okay. I mean, we're talking about hunting yeah. too because we went down that hole. But the original intent of the question was fish. And, yeah. And sure, you can let them go. You can get a replica. Um, but to me, a replica. Yeah. I'm with you. It doesn't it? Doesn't carry the same weight, and it shouldn't because no, mm-hmm. you had to kill something to make a skin mount happen. It should. It should mean more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and people could argue right or wrong. Yeah. I, that's to irrelevant. Their, to each their own. To each their own. If you legally kill a fish to mount it, and to me, it just it should mean more. Yeah. But the picture thing is a great point. Yeah. And probably one of my, out of all of my, I got the taxidermy or whatever, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different things on the wall. One of my favorite displays is, and I, I believe you've seen it, and it's actually, hanging in your basement. I'm, I'm all, pretty sure all, I know what you're going to talk all about. All the pictures on the wall. Yep. More people look at that. Hands down, it is. Do more people is, look this, at that? This is coming from a guy who has what? Let's see here. You got a three, pile of mounts. Four, five, six, seven. Like seven fish mounted, and and yeah. I got, and I, what, 
six, now, seven, se- deer. Se- seven deer and 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 a you know a pheasant. pheasant. You got yeah. some ducks. Tur- no, I don't have any no, ducks. I'm not. A, I'm not a waterfowl guy. But I'm a waterfowl guy. I yeah. Yeah. I've, I. I've avoided I that. that. I I, I, so. I know I know waterfowls like crack, and as soon as I get a first hit, I'm fucking. You'd be bad. I, can I will tell. have a trailer. I have decoys. I'll have yeah. two labs, and then yeah. it's, it'll yeah. be out of control, and I don't want to. Don't go down. start. Yeah, I already know how it'll go. Don't so. start. Yeah, like and I've killed some really cool stuff and seen some really yeah. cool stuff the die, most, but yeah. like the coolest thing, I think. Well, I'm trying to think. Now I'm thinking about cool stuff. Do you have anything mounted? Not in my house, no. No. Well, no. other than Euros. You've seen like in my shop. I right, but do you have anything, any shoulder mounts, any no. critters, any fish? Uh-uh. Nothing. I got some deer racks on plaques and some Euros. Yeah. But, and then like, I killed a white teal one time. And I killed it literally like three miles from my house. Totally random. And I had it in the freezer for like a year. And I didn't know. I'm like, I got to mount this. But then my buddy that I went guiding with, he was starting his new lodge. And I go, you might as well put this in the lodge. And I just gave it to him. And he went and got mounted. Mm -hmm. And like that thing. So it it just just brought it up. These kids were there. And they're like, they were talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, I killed that, you know, a few years ago. And they're like, oh, really? Like, like, oh, we've seen a white teal before. I'm like. I go, that's the only one I've ever seen. They brought up a picture on the internet. And I go, that's that bird from that the guy who mounted this website. And that was the only one they could find. Really? Yeah. But I seen another one in Canada when I was guiding up there. And You've seen more birds than the average. I've show. seen a lot. Yeah. yeah. But like the I seen a I've seen radio trackers on birds that have been killed. Seen one on a crane. That was pretty cool. That one was cool. That one got my... That, Have you ever caught a tagged fish? Not tagged by uh, the government. I've caught two flatheads that other people have tagged. Oh, gotcha. Like they put a hog tag in there, or like Have a ever, sheep tag. Yeah. Caught a handful <clears throat> local water walleyes, and then... Uh, Popular lake in Minnesota got got a smallmouth bass. It was they had the lip ring deal. Nope, you know it was like a back. It was like a back. It was like the back thing, and then and then another one had like these uh, it's like sensors because what what it was equating to was they wanted to the study was we want to know this fish barrier that's. Blocking fish from going over a spillway. Yeah, yeah. So they tagged a bunch of them to understand how many of them were making it over this. So it had like a sensor or a radio tracker. Yeah. Right. One of them had this like big long. It was like. Like was a whip. Out. Yeah, a yeah. Whip it was weird. It's like what in the world is this? And then it's like this doesn't seem right. And it almost it was like so foreign, like. This can't be good for the fish. But I, don't, I don't know. I, I I question how long that fish would ever live with all that foreign stuff like attached to it. Maybe maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. But I don't know either. But I I'm a science guy. I, I put my my but uh, faith in the science. The bo- yeah, which well, is kind of a you know funny statement. I guess trust, if you trust, think trust the it. science is the most anti science well, thing you could ever say. Right. Well, I said faith. Faith, faith in science. Yeah, I felt well, faith in science. I think, 
well, no, but there's there's correlations you find, and, and the bottom line is, yeah, there, we caught tagged fish because of this study. And, well, and the, the, and the, the, study, bottom, yeah, the bottom line for me is when if I feel like I'm an expert in something, or not an expert, but just very knowledgeable yep. in something, I will put an opinion towards it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to fish biology and management of fisheries... I I assume that the people running the show know more than me, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Will I question what they're doing? Sure. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So as far as determining if that fish is going to live or not live, I'm going to assume that it will. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. Because I'm not going to take the time to go. Well, and why would they take the time of doing that? Well, I'm talking about long term. Like, I'm not saying it won't. Oh, you're talking about the. Like, will it grow to be an adult fit? There's a difference between will it live a year versus will it live to be multiple years? And Are they cr- taking years off that fish? I don't know. Life? I don't know. It's yeah, just I, a question. I understand where you're I'm not from. that worried about it. Like, in, in the, conge- in well, the, in the good... whole grand scheme of things of what they're doing, it's not that big of a deal. They're trying to understand a correlation. That's like a big thing, I, though. That's a good and, point. And as you and I know I about considered. that body of water is they did figure out that, yes, the barrier was effective. Yes, we did put in another reservoir that had the same issue, and it's effective up there, mm-hmm. closer to your, your home territory and it's not well not anymore but it never was never i'm from was. god's country <laughs> like not, billfish i don't live in the big the, one the shitty part of iowa where yeah. sam's from that's true uh, yeah. that is a pretty it's, shitty part of Iowa. it is it's not it's really not like there's so the many past couple years though aside so from dry. flathead fishing there's so many positive attributes oh, yeah. from where you live well either way walleyes are good mm. You'll but even I guess admit it's probably better up there than... It won't even be hard for me to admit. Yeah. It is substantially... Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Oh, I do. Habitat. Yeah. It's rockier. Once you break it down and you start looking at what attracts fly, or, uh, walleyes... That's also why there isn't fire. Isn't, but there's big fires though. Only because of seasonal migration. Exactly. If it's not that, it's like... they. You know where they live otherwise. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know it, and I know it. Good luck catching them. Yeah, no kidding. If somebody can figure out reservoir flyhead fishing, please. Reservoirs that fluctuate in water level mm-hmm. by 10 to 20 feet on a normal Which year. Which don't. Most Only the last three years. You do it for a lifetime, and good luck. Like, eight years ago, it, it was I think your best bet would have been higher. Yeah, probably. I bet if you would have, like... I'm kind of kicking myself now. I probably should have went down there and put some time in. It's I didn't think about it until just now. Now I'm kind of bummed. There's still time. I think there's a little bit. Certain species that are a little weeks. more predictable. <laughs> there's a little bit. By the, the time re- we get back. It depends what reservoir you're talking about, too. Because, what I mean, we were saying reservoir. It's... Well, there's big, only big a, big river reservoir with a we lot don't of have water. Any big rivers in. in Iowa. Well, well, where where the in, in, in Iowa the biggest river? In you know what Iowa. the biggest river is, and and but which talking. one's got the flatheads? The one big river reservoirs, yeah. the ones that fluctuate the most. Yeah. Good luck staying on consistently when it's fluctuating. Tough, and yeah. And there's and only, one there's only hydro, what I'm saying is there's only so many species that are have any type of pattern. Like we know channel cats. 
white bass and crappies are probably the, and then rough fish. Well, you also have to everything else is going to be real hit or miss. You also have to determine the amount of individual fish available. Like channel cats, there's a lot more channel cats available to be caught than flatheads. And they're they like more diverse cover than mm-hmm. the flat. You know what I'm saying? They're, which they're lends, more likely to which be caught. Which lends places. themselves to occupying more spaces, which means their population is going to be higher. You know, like flatheads are a lot more specific. Walleyes are much more specific. Smallmouth bass are much more specific. Channel cats are more generalists. Same with largemouth bass. Same with bluegills. Like they all have things that they tend to gravitate towards. But the reality is that that population as a whole can occupy a lot more. Uh, has a much broader niche than some other species. So it makes them easier to catch because there's just more available. Oh yeah, like channel cat. That's Iowa's fish. I mean, honestly. I mean, that's the fish I grew up catching. Them and probably bass, bass farm bluegills, pond bass, farm, farm pond fish, farm yeah. pond bass. I I talk a little shit on the channel cat when they kill my live bluegills and bullheads, but the reality is they're probably the nearest and dearest fish to my heart of all fish. And have they saved? guide trips for you they've saved every trip for me. <laughs> <laughs> you call it whatever you want man they but, save it they but at the end it. of the day when the walleyes don't want to help out the flatheads don't want to be there charlie channel cat saves a day man and it's been that way since i've been 12 freaking years old when so, you can't catch the channel cat it's it's bad it happens it happens yeah. it's bad yeah you're just like you're like do i even know what i'm doing out here yeah, it happens. Yeah, I know, it's happening. <laughs> I, I feel that way at times. All right, I think this is a good point to go into the last cast, so this is whatever you want to send everybody off with. Why are you looking at me? I'm looking at both of you. This you, you were cross-eyed. This isn't all about you, Sam. You try, tend to make it about me. No. <laughs> it's kind of about both of you. I want to... Oh, shoot. My you life, got my Spain life. questions. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... You guys are leaving tomorrow. That's a... We have to be that's up quite an adventure. in about six hours. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think, I think, think your <laughs> yeah. listeners deserve to have a little bit of Sorry. preview of... No apology necessary. What you guys are diving into and... We don't know what we're diving into. We don't. We're hopping on a plane and we're going with people we don't know to a foreign country... That doesn't well, I speak know. our language. Are you talking about the people there? The people the, where we're going. Yeah, the other guys. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I've, you like them, I like them. Yeah, you'll like them. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they'll like you. Bottom yeah, line is you'll like them. Well, Wells catfish. That's that's the that's the species. that's the number one. Yeah, and uh, Xander is number two. No, in my mind. No. Yeah, but what's I think the other no. thing they really target there are big carp. carp. Yeah. Com, big yeah. carmen's commons yeah. like, like monster like jumbo like yeah 30 50, pounder. 50 yeah. pounders mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and i'm not a carp guy i don't think they're that interesting of a fish i kind of put them on the same level as sturgeon and anybody who loves sturgeon will probably probably going to turn the podcast off at this point in time but when i value a fish i value the fish based on how interesting i think they are so let's say i I mean, if you want to 
quantify fish based on fight, it's tough to argue with a carp. They're fast, they're strong, but I would rather catch a walleye, not even because of table fare, but because Mm. I think they're a cooler fish. I think the way of catching them is much more interesting than carp fishing. And then you could argue, well, but do you see how, carp how in depth those like European guys get into it? Oh well, but let me finish what I'm saying is uh, just so I can make this point clear: sure. is carp fishing is similar to cat fishing, but I think cat fishing live a much more interesting lifestyle than carp. So carp, they're omnivorous and they are opportunists, just like sturgeon are. They sturgeon and carp both get big; they both fight hard. They're neat. What kind of sturgeon are you talking? Any of them. They, Even a big white sturgeon that gets... That'd be pretty cool. I, it'd be cool, but if, if you said you could go flathead fishing or fish for white sturgeon, I'm going flathead fishing. I'd have to go. I'd never done it, so I'd have to go. I, I would go, but if you said you could only do one or the other. You kind of broke my heart because I was, I was always thinking like, that's one like Columbia River or Snake River, and I think it'd be awesome. I'd go. Do I like what I'm gonna tell you right now. Tie, like, amazing, that amazing mm, table. That's pretty cool. If you can catch one that's legal, white sturgeon is delicious. Who You've never had, had it? I have. Phenomenal. Okay. Smoked or nope, nope. Fried or grilled, or baked or grilled. Nope, grilled. Um, uh, local lo- smoked. Lo- I mean, you can make actually, it. Actually, I can. Good. Uh, waterfront seafood here in in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah, I've they, been they, there. Yeah, they fly in all their fish. Yeah. They, everything's fresh for the most part, unless it's if it's not, they'll tell you. But sure, um, uh, they had a big chunk of white sturgeon on the on their counter there, and and I was with my family, and we were waiting to get seated, and I saw that there, and I've never seen that anywhere. You know, I've never seen. I've yeah. never seen anywhere. Yeah, it's just like white sturgeon. Wow. Why not? And I don't know if he's the manager or the owner, but he was at working at the counter and heard me making comments about it. And, and he starts telling me that, oh, yeah, I was out in Oregon. I think it was Snake River is yeah. where it came out of. That sounds right. And, and he said, yeah, I was out there and some guy caught it. It was about 400 pounds, which isn't a monster, it's but big. it was a legal one. Yeah. Because I didn't really – I thought – my understanding was they were, they all had to be catch, caught and released. It was a very protected species, but mm-hmm. I thought they, they had like a tag system. Yeah, they do. Yeah, very very limited harvest. Got to be a certain size, whatever. This one's legally brought it back, and and the guy just happened to be there. The the guy manager or owner of Waterfront and bought this fish off him. This guy that brought it in and said, "Hell, I'll, I'll buy it off you." I don't know whatever you paid for it. Immediately had it. Uh, dressed put on ice and flown back to des moines and they got back to des moines and they had this whole fish and he's like yeah then we had to you know start yeah yeah, breaking it down and everything and and i said can i order it on the menu and he's like yeah yeah i was like i'm kind of curious he's like well hold on while you're waiting here i'll just have the chef go and and give you a little sample and he comes back while we're waiting to be seated and he has a little plate and just a little medallion so everybody could try a little piece and I ate one piece, and I'm like, yep, I'm ordering that tonight. And it's not on the menu. So unless you went over to the counter, you wouldn't even know it's there. It wasn't nice. even on, like, a special well, or anything. That, and, that I, speaks... and I told the waitress, I was like, 
was like, I'm having the white sturgeons and see, cause I thought yeah, they got she kind of looked out. at me like, kind of like, Oh wow. You, you must've really been paying attention type of thing is, well, that speaks volumes to how good they are because if it was okay and he brought it out and you tried it and you're like, that's okay. I'm going to get something else. Yeah. No, it was good. But he brought it out knowing that odds yeah. are somebody's going to order the white yeah. sturgeon after. Yeah. I, I, I just had a grilled. Take them, <coughs> dump the caviar, and ditch. Fish. Yeah, that you're, I think you're thinking of the lake sturgeon. I thought they did with whites too. Yeah, no, the whites whites have value in the meat. They take the caviar too, but yeah. My understanding is the lake sturgeon aren't quite as good eating. I think they're okay, but I don't. They're know. probably more of a smoke. See, I've watched them like smoke. you know that what's that uh, in Wisconsin Winnebago? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the, the spearing's the big yeah, deal. Yeah, that's all there. lake sturgeon. Yeah, yeah like, that's all lakes, but. Like, they always talk, they get them smoked, mm-hmm. you know, which most fish can be I just smoked. It just looks neat out there, going out to the West Coast, doing all that, and then just oh, it's cool area. absolute ju- Like, they'll leap out of the water. So I think they're way story. more interesting than a carp, that's for sure. It, I don't yeah. think that's fair to put them in the same group as a carp. Moral of the story is, and they come out I'm the still going to put them in the same group as a carp, because oh, I don't think ah, they're that interesting ah. of a fish. Uh, and if somebody said... Somebody came down. If God then comes, they're no different in the channel. Then if God opportunistic, it's, it's not that you're wrong. It's just that you're not right. <laughs> it's that we don't agree, and that's okay. Uh, they are different from a channel. A channel is predatory. They're opportunistic. They're opportunistic fish that will attack minnows on the top of the surface. You hear them smoke a minnow on top of the surface oh, all yeah. the time. Uh, you don't hear sturgeon do that. Not that I'm a sturgeon expert, and I'm sure there are. I bet they. Do you think they eat any? There's, there's got to be exceptions. Yeah. There's all. That's one thing I've yeah. learned when it in regards to biology is like there's no absolutes. There's always an exception. I mean, deer eat birds. That's what I'm saying. You know, they're they're not omnivorous. They're opportunistic. No, they're they're vegetarians that. Do what they got to do to survive. So when you're talking about animals that occupy that space where it's life or death, they do what they got to do. This was a horrible person. Doesn't like doesn't like sturgeon. Yeah. And I never said I didn't like him. I said if we're prioritizing, you telling me though, would God you rather came catch a down thousand? and put a gun to my head and said you can fish for sturgeon or flatheads, picking flatheads every time. But if I'm just saying, like, you you fish flatheads all the time, yeah. let's take a destination trip to, and let's go try to catch a 1,000-pound plus white sturgeon. Can I go anywhere? Yeah. I can go anywhere. I'm not going sturgeon fishing. <laughs> anywhere in the U.S., I'm not going sturgeon fishing. Well, I'm saying we're going what sturgeon fishing. What would that fishing. be? I've probably already done it. Probably go south for catfish. Right there, big blues. I'm, I'm actually I haven't done it. I'm going to do it this spring. I'm going to go south for big flatheads in April. That's that's that's. If I could go anywhere anytime, yeah, doing a flathead striper combo, which I'm going to do in April. Nice. Yeah. Sturgeon are cool, just not flathead or striper. Cool. I really was kind of looking. I. Kind of really wanted. I didn't want you to move away, but I did just to down that area so I'd have a striper outlet. Me too. I know you would have went and figured it out, and I could just go. 
I'll just go there. Yeah, I was most excited when you mentioned that Madison, Wisconsin was in play. Yeah. <sighs> that doesn't excite me that See, much. it does because I like the walleye fish. And <clears> there, <throat> you know, like, it'd be... But I don't think it's any better than... It, it's oh, way better than here. Some... It is, but... I don't know. There's still just big ones here. Size-wise, but not as many of them. You're not going to catch the numbers. So that's my argument about here is, like, I can go travel for Walters, but at the end of the day, my my odds at a 30 might be better other places, but the top end isn't any really any higher. Like, no, not much. No, yeah. I mean, most state records around 15 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. Well, the other thing too is if you want I, big I, boys, you go to Erie. I'd ar- I'd Erie, argue that a period. an Iowa thirty means more than yeah, means more to me. Means more to me. That's yeah, yeah. But it's also I value local fisheries so much that I don't know. What's your biggest one? I got a thirty Iowa. Yeah, yeah. I haven't broke thirty. I haven't broke thirty anywhere. I haven't broken it 30. I've only broken 30 once, and it was ironically in Iowa. But then again, I haven't done a ton of destination walleye fishing other than Lake of the Woods. I've come close at Lake of the Woods, but I haven't cracked it yet. Well, and even even traveling, like you can go to the best fishery in the world, and it doesn't guarantee a, a no, fish no. of a lifetime. But I mean, I've fished over a year of my life, guarantee of actual time fishing in Canada. Mm hmm. And I never broke 30 up there. Right. And we used to go to a fly-in, if you can see me quotes. It, it was technically a fly-in lake, but we got in with some loggers, and we knew how to get in there through a creek. They built a ramp, and we'd boat in there through a creek. Mm-hmm. So you can tell the camp people would get pissy when they'd see somebody in a nice boat. They didn't like it. The camps yeah. didn't like us. They'll get over it. Yeah, yeah. but we would... I mean, you'd catch so many, and I mean, I caught 27, 28, but I think my biggest one's still from Iowa, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I broke 10 pounds, but I've been nine, but, you know. Bad Brett got a 30. Yeah, Bad Brett did. You know what's the funniest part about Bad Brett getting a 30? Is he bitched about how it was his only fish of the day, yeah. and he sent me the picture. He put in the time that year, though. He was on it hard He was like, year. yep. Shitty morning, only got one. Yeah, thirty it's a freaking thirty. <laughs> Come on, Brett. Pre-spawner too, so it was like <laughs> it was probably ten. It was every bit of yeah, ten. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, this is an, an Iowa fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right by me. Yeah, and the biggest biggest walleye. Why, why is he bad, Brett? Yes, that's what we call him. He yeah. has a bad <laughs> attitude, as you can tell <laughs> from the story. But oh, uh, bad, Brett. Biggest walleye I've ever seen was out of. You know, up by where you used to live. Yeah. Yep. And it was, if I had to guess, conservative, it was 12. Mm-hmm. It was 32 and a half pre-spawn. Easily one. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your last cast, Sam? <sighs> what's your send-off? I'm not looking forward to drinking $9 beers tomorrow. I guess we didn't talk about the Spain trip much other than... Just the wells and the carp. Yeah, we got sidetracked. Yeah. Yeah, me and Spencer are fixing to fly, like, where travel time is like 24 hours or something dumb. I looked but at, we crossed the date line, people. I, I looked at the flight, and it's an eight-and-a-half-hour flight 
um, from the U.S. Chicago, to, from Chicago from Chicago to Madrid, but we go seven hours forward yes. through the time zones. Yeah, it's so confusing. People yeah. are always ask me. I'm like, I don't know. I take off like six tomorrow morning. I get into Spain at like seven the next morning. Yeah, or something. six six and. Because we have a big layover in Chicago. Uh, it's going to be gross. I can't believe there wasn't a We're going to become captains in Chicago. You can be. I haven't started mine. I'm going to I'm gonna be working on my captain's license when we're on What the does layover. that mean, even? Like, it's uh, actual official captain's oh, like yeah. a six-pack You're going to have to call me captain when I'm done. Oh, I'm going to. I'm get, buying you a captain's outfit. And I'm going to staple a Cubs C on the front of it. No, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. That's my. That's your stipulation. This is my <laughs> stipulation. Before you do that, we'll go fishing one time where it's straight white, but you have to wear it. No shirt. Well, you don't have good man fro chest hair though. It'd be better if you could just button, just top button. You know that. I yeah. I can glue some on. Just, Austin Power style. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it's uh, that's happening. You're getting an outfit, at least okay. a hat. If I'm a captain, that'll be the celebration. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, we'll do that. But yeah, my last cast. Oh, actually, I, I was gonna. We'll talk about it tomorrow more. But I'm probably getting a jet, and I want to figure out if I want to go inboard or if I want to go tiller. It just depends on how big of one you want to get. I'm probably going 18. I'd still say get a tiller. I found something that I like the layout though of the you where it's got, flat on the back. Oh, you don't have the block? Uh uh-uh. uh. Rotax in there. Oh. I'll show you some pictures. You'll okay. like them. I probably Because if I want to sleep on it, I can still lay on the back. I still err towards the tiller just because... Uh, they balance out so nice, though, with that motor down there. But though. if you run into issues with sucking I know something you, up, that's, that's the You're afraid thing. of getting... In, people don't know this about you. Spencer doesn't like being in the water that much. I don't. I don't. It's kind of weird. Well, I just have to be in the right frame of mind. Like, if I'm going to go wade fishing, yeah. Then, then, yeah, I'm going to be in the water. But if I'm fishing out of a boat, I don't want to plan on fishing jumping out of a out. boat yeah, and then have out. to I, jump I, out. I don't blame yeah. you. It's I get like, it. You got the stomp gate on there, but you get there's stuff. stuff. Yep. Stuff. A garbage bag is pretty yeah. hard on them. Yeah. And then a stomp gate don't help don't you much Don't do nothing to that. But, yeah, that's... Leaves, leaves fall fishing yeah line I'm, and and i have a tiller and that's why i have a tiller I so i'm obviously biased to the tiller i've just been debating so hard and the weight it it probably weighs less probably does it definitely the motors more. are light it's definitely balanced better way at the better at least yeah. But I've never had an issue. Like, if you would have been on the boat watching what I did on, oh. on Monday, you would have been like, whoa. Did some did some moves? I did some jet boat stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been debating so hard. And, like, I sent, like, a contact deal to a place. They're actually out of Pittsburgh where they – or not Pittsburgh, but Pennsylvania. They're outside somewhere mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. And they haven't got back to me. I've sent twice, so I'll just have to call them. Which I already don't like that that they didn't respond yeah, to their email. I, I didn't like either. that. I don't either. But I really like the boats. Sure. They have in floor dual rod on the floor, which I like. I've never seen that. It's nice. That's intriguing. Yes. You'll like the picture. I don't know. That was one of the questions. How long is that? Because I want it seven and a half at least. Mm-hmm. 
But because I still got my big boat. I just sold my duck boat. Yeah. And I want to sell my little boat and then just have two boats. Cause, well, you and got, I can still take that duck hunting if I really want to mm-hmm. type of deal. And you'll be able to get around anytime. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. If you're whatever boat you buy, if it'll go through what I went through on Monday, you'll love it. Cause you, and you'll, you, you don't get scared. You, you'll be a little scared. It, yeah. Like I promise. <laughs> It's like the only time I've been scared in a boat was when I got caught in ice jam one time and I didn't like it. I wouldn't like it. It started either. stacking and I didn't like it. It was not good. Yeah, that's that's a little nerve wracking. Yeah, and so then I, when I, the motor I, kicked up because an ice jam picked it up, mm-hmm. that wasn't cool. My last cast, first thing. This is the first video podcast that's going to be a video podcast, and it will be on the River Certified Podcast YouTube channel. If you don't follow that, really appreciate it if you did. And then I'd even also appreciate it if you went and shared the River Certified YouTube podcast or podcast YouTube channel. That would be pretty badass. Or share whatever. Or, you know, the reality is I just appreciate you taking time to listen to this point. So, Hey, why did you change your name? Why? Yeah. Just make it a little more personal. Says Spencer Rivers. Yeah, I know that. A little bit more, uh, less about a brand and more about me. It's all about him. It's where we're going back to every time. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I, I, people, if somebody sees me, they're investing in you. I get it. Well, if somebody sees me and they're like, River certified, that's cool. But my name's Spencer. So it'd be cool if people called me Spencer. Nope. You're still always going to be Rivers. Yeah, and if it works out that way, I, it's fine. I don't really care that much. They know your name. It took me 30 seconds to change it, Yeah, so yeah, it's I think, whatever. I think most people that follow you know your name. Probably. But they're still going to call you River Certified. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's just kind of cool, really. That's a trademark. Yeah. A, I feel like I've been called way worse things. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Just wait till you hit the pause button. I'll... I'll tell you how I really feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So on that note, if you want to support the podcast, get you some badass fire starters, Bigfoot Bushcraft, promo code Spencer Bauer. That's my name. And then uh, Waterland Sunglasses. I got some on my head right now, and they're also badass. It's promo night. code he RC. still wears them at night. They're yeah. so cool. Yeah, I'll put them on right now. RC15, and they're also badass. And... Leave a review on iTunes and any other place you can leave a review. That helps promote the podcast. But at the end of the day, I just really appreciate you taking time to listen, and I hope you catch a giant. Vote now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.